Woo! All right, welcome to episode 84 of That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm the Guap Diego. What's up? Cheers, brother. We got some good beers here today. Hell yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Something like a nice cold one. Midweek. Yeah, no shit. Midweek, dude. Yeah, get you through to the end. <clears throat> I'm kind of on a self-proclaimed mini-vacation. So I'm going to take advantage of that and enjoy myself uh, thoroughly, you know. But today is actually uh, the Perfect 10 episode. So albums that we deem are Perfect 10 or are Perfect albums, 10 out of 10 scores, or 5 out of 5. <laughs> but, but no, we're going with Perfect 10. That sounds better. Not Perfect 5. That sounds kind of weird. Um, the whole idea of what you've been listening to lately, right? Because you know how we always ask that. I feel like... A little weird in this case because, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I've been just listening to the the stuff that we're going to talk about today because uh, I'll get into the story of, of how it happened, Yeah. right, of like how I got the idea for this episode um, in a moment, but I feel like maybe I just kind of like, the stuff that I've been listening to is kind of like the stuff that we're going to talk about anyways, Yeah, yeah. Right? So I don't know how you feel. Yeah, well, actually, I know we were talking last night and... Some of the stuff that I was listening to are some the stuff that's on your list. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a couple of the bands. Yeah. It would kind of be along the same lines. Yeah. Unless uh, I say what we're listening to on the drive over here or something, but yeah. But even then, that's on the list. <laughs> 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 so um, what I will tell you right now is we're gonna go away from the norm, away from the stuff that we usually talk about. So for those. Looking for something different, you're gonna be happy today, especially you, uh, Julio. So we're not gonna talk Catatonia. We're no. not. Gonna, we're not gonna talk Agaloc. We're not gonna talk Opeth. We're not gonna talk Devon Townsend. Um, maybe bring them up in terms of to describe another band or something like that. But yeah. we're but we're not gonna be talking about those bands. Um, so people who are like talk about something different already, like. We know we're very self-aware of what you know of the shit that we talk about and the things that we say. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna change it up, but we're not changing it up because of that. We're changing it up because this is so almost in different ways a walk down memory lane. So it kind of worked out in itself, right? Yeah. Also, I wanted to bring up for you guys if you guys ever had the opportunity, even if it's a quarter, fifty cents, if you guys uh, could buy us maybe a, a cup of coffee for uh, the hangover. Right, you can send us uh, uh, anything, any donations to the Cash App at That Metal Podcast. Uh, dollar sign is it? Uh, dollar sign That Metal Podcast. So if you guys, you know, if you want to buy us a cup of coffee for the Hangover, or maybe just get us a beer so that we can get a Hangover or that a works. cheeseburger. You know what? That works too. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, I'm trying to get better equipment, new equipment. Um, this mic is outstanding, but I want to be able to get a different kind of mic so that one for you, one for me. Yeah. Instead of having to split, which is still okay. Don't get me wrong. It has its uses. It's great. And it still sounds, I mean, I think it sounds great. Yeah, I think it sounds great too. But yeah, yeah it'd be great having a single mic for each one of us. Yeah, and not only that, I think uh, I get tired of like, you hear everything. Like you fucking hear everything. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Do you hear that? I'm eating sharks. Yeah, well, we got some gummy sharks. <laughs> so, like, you guys, <laughs> we don't need sharks. We're not from Iceland um, or Sweden. I don't know. I think they ferment their sharks in, like, shacks. 
Do they? And, and it's like it's it gets like uh, ammonia, so it like burns your eyes and shit because it's so fucking like fermented. It's like weird. Uh, but anyways, I, I don't I don't know if or is it the Norwegians? I don't know. It's somewhere up there. Um, Imagine that though, like yeah, hitting a shark. It's like the tables have turned. Like the shark eats you, and then you're like, ha ha, jokes on you. Sharks. You just like turn around and like yeah. eat the shark instead. <laughs> just take a bite of the shark. Like the that scene in uh, Zombie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Where the uh, the He's zombie fighting. fights the shark. Dude, that's come on. That's the ultimate right there. That's it's oh, like man. I when I first saw it, I was like, what the heck is going on? So right fucking here? stupid. But I was like, you know what? You go, you go, zombie. Yeah, yeah. Like, not this zombie. He's not a pushover. <laughs> so, I wanted to hint at one of the future episodes that we're gonna do. So obviously, we have we have actually a lot of projects that we're gonna do, including some of the the, the international. You know, a lot of the countries that listen to us the most. We're gonna do an episode dedicated dedicated to each country. Obviously, the U.S. is the, is the most uh, listens to us the most. We have the most listeners here in the U.S. But you know, you guys are outstanding. You guys are always supportive, and I wanted to give thanks to the other countries as well. Um, and so, what one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is kind of uh, I had hinted on the Facebook, I guess you could say, was asking people for their story. I mean, if they have any paranormal stories, ghost stories, uh, anything paranormal, even UFOs, anything weird, right? Anything crazy. Yeah. Um, some people responded, but only responded to like, oh, yeah, I have a story, but no one has actually uh, emailed me. So email me at thatmetalpodcast1 at gmail.com. That'd be great. Um, I kind of got this idea because, well, we, we had talked about it last week anyways, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, but one of the things is that I had been reading a lot of the subreddits on Reddit, and there's like ghost stories, paranormal stories. Then there was one where it was the glitch in the Matrix, and the glitch in the Matrix seems to be the weirder one and the scarier one to me than the ghost story ones, for whatever reason. So what I wanted to do is read one of the stories. Uh, the redditor, I guess you could say, is Potato Pixie nine zero two one zero. Potato Pixie nine zero two one zero. Great show. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not get started on that. <laughs> um. So this person experienced something crazy. Uh, this is just a little taste because we're gonna actually have a full episode on stuff like this, uh, which is probably gonna be called the paranormal episode. Uh, so you can look look out for that in the next few weeks. All right, so I'm going to start reading. So this is the actual person who wrote this. So, hi all. Let me preface this by saying that there has always been creepy shit happening around me. And I have several stories of my dad's old house, which myself and my siblings all agree is haunted as fuck. I also had my dead best friend visit me twice, which was nice. So this evening, my partner, 42 male, and I, 30 female... We're upstairs sorting laundry when his daughter, 17, called us downstairs as dinner was ready. I was heading down the stairs, my partner right behind me, literally two steps behind me. He did his usual kind of tickling on the back of my neck as he walked. The bottom of the stairs is wooden, so you can hear when someone steps in onto it. 
So you can hear when someone steps onto it from the carpeted stairs. When we got to the bottom, my feet hit the floor as usual. I turned to ask him something and he wasn't there. He wasn't fucking there. I totally froze for a second and I looked up the stairs and there he was, at the top step, pale and shaking. I asked him, what the fuck just happened? And he kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. I was behind you and before I hit the bottom, the next step took me back upstairs. We were very freaked out, didn't say shit to our girl as she was already leery of this stuff and although he and I are somewhat used to it. I am trying to get the courage to leave my laptop recording some audio overnight because there's definitely something weird happening. So that's a weird story from A Glitch in the Matrix. What? And so I think what what really kind of got me was apparently, you know, stepping at that last step and then she goes right back to the top. Yeah, and she was already expecting him to be there and he's not. He lagged out. Something happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something happened. So, I've read a lot of different stories on on the Glitch in the Matrix uh, subreddit, and a lot of it is like people losing time. Uh, a lot of it is things disappearing. What was funny? What was like? Uh, so I bought a cup copy from McDonald's. I had it with me. Took a few sips. Went downstairs. No, went upstairs to get something. Came back downstairs, and it was gone. He was like, it was deleted from my universe. <laughs> so that was pretty fucking weird. But there's a lot of different um, stories. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you look up, look up Glitch in the Matrix, and there's a shitload of stories that are really creepy. Yeah, how weird um, is that? Yeah, and so I picked some of them. You know, some of them are kind of like, well, maybe it's explainable. Like, or you could, you know, you could, this is why that happened or whatever. But some of them are just weird. Um so yeah, basically we're gonna do one whole episode on paranormal stuff. If it does well, we'll probably do more. Um, some of them are gonna be our stories. Some of them, hopefully, are gonna be people who would like to donate, give us their story. We'll give you credit, or we won't give you credit, depending because of your job, or you just want to be, you know, keep it discreet and private. We won't. We'll, we'll make up a name. Um, and so one of the things is, um, you know, we're looking at trying to make it uh, heavy metal and rock oriented ghost stories and stuff like that but that's so fucking hard and that's very difficult to to find so that might be its own episode yeah that we can do um so yeah so you guys keep an eye out for that in the future um one other thing that i wanted to say to, to kind of like move on to the next subject was um actually i had told the story before that my dad had called me to pick up these this box of CDs that I had left in the house, whatever. And it was actually quite a couple. It was like two different boxes and stuff. So it was really fucking heavy. It was a lot of different CDs. Remember, we were sorting through yeah, it yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, we sorted through uh, quite a bit. Yeah, so we took out all the ones that have the CDs. We took out the ones that don't have CDs. And then as I kept looking through CDs that I had that were just uh, without boxes, I started bringing them out over here so that we I could just sort them out again and put them back in their respective boxes and stuff. Anyways, while I was looking through that, and I was looking through the boxes and, and looking through all the CD cover, the albums and stuff like that, I got the idea of, like, you know, a lot of these albums are really fucking good, and they're, like, like, I was thinking, damn, they're a perfect 10, they're a perfect score, you know, I would give yeah. them a 10 out of 10. And so that kind of was bubbling under the surface, you know, just kind of, like, thinking about it. So, with that being said, that's why I was, like, thinking, why don't we do an episode that's a full perfect 10? Yeah. You know? This yeah. could be the 10 out of 10 episode, you know, 
we'll listen to again. Dude, you had a ton of gems in that box, though. Yeah. Like, we were sorting them out, and we're like, ooh. Yeah. It's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was like, oh, does it have the CD? You're like, no. Like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, like, oh, let's see if it has a CD yeah. in there. And you pop it open, and it's not in there. Or yeah. it would be in there, and it was just like, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so we would hit. Some of them were, were hits and a lot of hits and misses, you know. But, yeah, so we'll, um. We're gonna we're based it off that so, but before we get into it, because we're gonna have my list and the Guap's gonna have his own list. So what I'm gonna do is our homies from up north, Coley released another single called Chasm. So if you guys love a lot of that melodic death metal, melodic thrash, you know, proggy elements to it, you're gonna fucking love this. Check it out.
cool, man. Hope you guys enjoyed that shit. Because we fucking did. And um, so, let's get started, dude. Let's, let's do get it. started, man. Let's, let's get do started. it. Because I'm excited for for my picks. This is going to be, for a lot of people, they're going to be like, I wait. Man, you guys are crazy, man. Uh, some of them are going to be a little, you know, unorthodox or whatever. Yeah, I feel like a we have weird. a... I feel like we have a diverse list going on right here. Super diverse. Yeah. This is, uh, like, when people say, oh, we listen to everything, this is, like, the the out the lists, or our lists, at least, both of ours, combined, not just one individually, is, like, oh, yeah, this is a little bit of everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. So, if anything, um, I'll go first, if anything. Let's do it. So, this, obviously, this isn't an actual any order, but we all have 10 each. And these are not in any specific order. No, no, definitely not. Because it's it's hard to like rank these. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're not gonna rank. We're not gonna rank. There's just this there's, is what we think. And... There's no way to rank. It's not that's not the way the list came out. Yeah. To rank, anyways. So first one for me would be Symphony X, The Odyssey, came out in 2002. Um, honestly, for me, that was one of the the I, I would man. Which ones did I hear? The Divine Wings of Tragedy, or... I forgot which one it was. The one with... I think it's called the Mythology Suite 4. I forgot what it was. I think it was probably 1998 or 1999 when this album came... Uh, the one that I was talking about came out. That yeah. was my introduction to them. But when I heard uh, The Odyssey... Game over, dude. The Odyssey, uh, obviously, was... Done the... It's by the, you know, Homer. Yeah. You know, the... Not, not... Not, not the Simpsons. Yeah. Dude, how great would that be, though? That would be... The, like, this dude just... Made, they make... This band makes a whole album of Homer, Homer. from the Simpsons. <laughs> what if, have the Simpsons ever done The Odyssey? An episode? I mean... They have to. They, they have to. I mean, they've done everything. Yeah. Simpsons have, have done everything, so... Yeah, they predict everything, too. Yeah. They? It's... Uh, yeah. So, if we're talking about creepy stuff, let's look yeah. up Simpsons episodes. Yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> Coincidences or not. Uh, so, this is a Greek... Greek epic, um, and you know you follow Odysseus and whatnot, but actually, really, in the song "The Odyssey," which is a fucking a behemoth at twenty four twenty five minutes, uh, you're looking at here. Let me look it up really quick. That's just the song itself, right? Yeah, that's just one yeah. song. That's just that's just one fucking song. Um, but really, the reason, I mean, come on, dude. You have songs like Inferno, Wicked, to me, Acolyte, the second, which I think is the first one comes out in uh, The Divine Wings of Tragedy, I believe. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I think so. And then King of Terrors. But the thing is, is like, this is done in such a fucking way. You know, you have um, Michael Romeo doing his thing on there and his guitars. Um, he's a virtuoso. You know, the way he plays, it is his chugs and his fucking just uh harmonic pitch harmonics the way he just plays you know it's it's incredible yeah. so he he's putting on a fucking clinic you know just just check it out it's progressive a bit progressive but it's still to the point where uh it's not like oh you're a fucking nerd man because russell allen's vocals while his his vocals are fucking beautiful he has that very much grizzled veteran uh raspy growly singy voice you know like the way sort of Halford was in Painkiller, yeah. but with a little bit more raspiness going on to it, a little bit more razor edge to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, f 
for for me, I think the Odyssey is a uh, it's just a fucking heavy ass fucking album. If you want something super fucking heavy, and and it's like oh you don't you don't want to be listening to death metal, this is your album right here, dude. Yeah, because I feel like it's it's there, man. Yeah, it, I mean in high school they teach you they have you read like the whole uh, yeah. the Odyssey, right? So. If you're not into that stuff and yeah. you listen to the album, at least you'll gain something. So you're learning at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like, you know, like Iron Maiden does that shit. Yeah, all the time, or Bolt Thrower. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's cool. Dang, I, 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 I was, I listening, I was listening to it yesterday. Yeah. But I didn't fully listen to it. Yeah. And I remember you told me to listen to that song Wicked, and I was like, it's oh, a, yeah. it's a heavy, like the fucking album, dude. It's heavy, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I recommend that to to everybody. So Symphony X, The Odyssey. Hell yeah. Alright, so what I got going on right here is I got... I'm going to go uh, 1990. So it's going to be Pantera's Cowboys from Hell. Hell yeah, dude. As much as I love... I know a lot of people are going to say like... Oh, Far Beyond Driven is where they they hit their point where it was like... Or Vulgar Display of Power right. You know, is the album for them. Hell no. Well, not saying that it's they're not good albums. Like I'm not taking that away from anyone else. But for me, it's Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. Like, I could listen to this album beginning to end. Yeah. I was going to put it on the list. Were you? I was. But I chose the second one instead. Okay. So. Yeah, um, yeah. But I absolutely agree. I feel like this album's... Uh, I was uh, talking with Gonzo about it, and we said that it's almost like... Uh, it's almost power metal, you know? It's almost yeah. it's almost power metal. Dude. Yeah, it's be- because it's... The first album coming off of like their hair metal stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Philip. Well, the second one with Philip, I think, or third. Yeah, because I think they did. Uh, <clears throat> I forget the name of like one of their. Uh, well, there's hair- a power metal album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did one, Projects in the Jungle. Oh, that's right. And then uh, I forgot the other album that has that pussy tie. <laughs> Tonight, I forgot what that one's called. Oh yes. <laughs> but they have, they have a. I forgot that one. Okay. But they were, uh, <laughs> and this album, like, they were touching, like, a lot of different things that yeah. some people never heard. I remember, yeah. uh, dude, Phil Anselmo's highs. His vocals are really one of the, the, the high, well, I mean, everybody's on point. Yeah. But his vocals are fucking outstanding. This yeah. Point. And songs like, you know, obviously Cowboys from Hell. And then uh, Primal Concrete Slash, dude, dude. The way this starts yeah. off, ooh. They said that wasn't even going to be included. I think it wasn't. It wasn't supposed ooh, to be included. Man, though. I'm so glad it yeah. was. But I mean, dude, uh, the sleep. Yeah, Medicine dude. Man. Like Hell the later yeah. half. Yes, the yes, later yes, half yes. of that album was killer. Dude, that dude. The later half is really, uh, it's really overlooked yeah, dude, a lot. Because sure. some sometimes some people are just like they listen to the first half because it, yeah. that's where like most of like their hits, hits are. Yeah. Because that's like Domination, Cemetery yeah. Gates, stuff like that. Yeah, after Shattered, that's when it gets like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, it starts to get yeah. better. The, song, the songwriting is different. The art is uh, shredding. The art is The last song, dude, is yeah. really, that's better. And the reason why I, I, one of the main reasons why I picked this is because when I first bought Cowboys from Hell, mm-hmm. I bought it at um, Bassett Mall, mm-hmm. Bassett Center, yeah. whatever, yeah. at... Before it was called Camelot Music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before it was an FYE and stuff. Right. And we'd constantly go. Me and my brother, we'd always go and we'll pick out a CD. And I remember specifically, I picked out Cowboys from Hell. Mm-hmm. And he picked out... Uh, which Kiss album? 
um, Destroyer, mm-hmm. he picked out Kiss. Nice. And uh, we'd go to Juarez all the time. I had my little anti-skip CD player. Hell yeah. And I'd listen to Cowboys Ka- uh, from Hell going and coming back from Juarez. Yeah. And I would listen to it. And then they always did the little... Did it, did it, did it, where it was oh, switched yeah, yeah, yeah. from the domination, yeah, yeah, yeah. from <laughs> earphone to earphone, and yeah. I was like, "What?" I was so blown away <laughs> like by that. Stereo and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it's great. So if you throw on Cowboys from Hell, I'll be like, "Yes, yeah, like just leave it on, just yeah, let yeah, it course, play, let it play." Yeah, I, and honestly, I'll be. I mean, for me, also, I think it's the their best album. Um, for me, I think it is. You know, um, I think we talked about it. For me, it was Cowboys, then Great, the Southern Trend Kill. Yeah. And then Vulgar, and then it's Far Beyond Driven. Really? Far Beyond Driven is my least favorite. Is it? It's the. It's got just this terrible sound to it that I just don't like. Hmm. Uh, and I can't go past. I I listened to it all, like the, the entirety of it several times, right? Yeah. But now as I've gotten older, that one's for me. The least I'm least able to listen to that one. Really, the least yeah. one that I listen to. Is uh, greater than Trendkill, man. Mm-hmm. That's the least one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, aside from reinventing the steel, because you're inventing... I don't even count that as a yeah. Pantera album. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe, but yeah, it's a it's a Pantera album. But that one, like, like you said, you don't count it. Sometimes I don't even remember it's a Pantera <clears throat> album. Yeah, and I don't know if there's people. I'm sure there's people that love that album. I feel it was forced. Maybe, yeah, you know, maybe it was it was, it was at the end of their. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't getting. They weren't along. getting along, dude. Yeah, so, but yeah, definitely Cowboys from Hell is definitely yeah. at the top of that. Oh hell yeah, dude! Top I'm, of that chain. We'll jam it right now too. Hell yeah, we're gonna watch that. Yeah. So, my next, my second pick, I guess you could say, would be self-titled, or yeah, self-titled, Rage Against the Machine, man, 1992, mm. man. So we're gonna go all out. We're not going one specific genre. We're going all genres. I feel like Rage Against the Machine with this album put the whole idea of rap and rock and funk and even metal on the map before Korn ever did. Yeah. You know, I know I know James uh, Keenan, what is it? From Tool? Maynard James Keenan? Maynard James Keenan came out on a track. He guest vocals on... Uh, I got no patience now. Yeah. Whatever. That song. <laughs> but <laughs> Like, the, Dan, did you should take over. Yeah, I know. Tool, I'm, gonna, I'm going with you now. Rage Against the Machine. And, <laughs> and Wolfman Dave. No, I'm sorry. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I'm Wolfman Dave. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and... I mean, come on, dude. You have the cover art. First of all, it's not even art. It's a picture of that Tibetan monk who protested and just burned his... He just fucking burned himself. Yeah, dude. Have you that seen was, that video? Yeah, I've seen it. It's yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah. Super wild. But, yeah, dude, like, he's protesting and that's... And like you said, you hit it the nail uh, on the head is that they incorporated a ton of stuff the way yeah. Zach De La Rocha's vocals are. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear the name... Rage Against the Machine. Uh, honestly, like before I ever listened to Rage Against the Machine, like I would see their name tossed around a lot. Right. And I would see like Tom Morello's like um, section in like Guitar World, I think. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, and um, you know I saw the names like Killing in the Name. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I actually I never listened to Rage Against the Machine until 1999. Okay. And the first time I saw them was uh, Woodstock '99. That's the first time I ever listened to Rage Against the Machine. Oh shit! Okay. And I was like, "Who the hell is this band?" Like yeah. I see, like I see their name all the time, but then I finally saw them. Uh, and I was like, "Damn, this is wild!" Uh, and then of course later. You know, you start seeing what they're all about, right? And yeah, the whole the whole thing like about them is super super cool. Yeah, the whole idea of of being a political band and and you know people still actually uh, people who are younger these days who didn't realize that or don't know who they are and you know they're they're catching a second wind I think Mm -hmm. because they were gonna do a tour. Remember the whole thing got canceled. Dude, imagine that during like the whole. I mean. The whole Trump era, stuff. right? And yeah. I, and I think what's cool enough is that you know they're they're people are able to recognize that Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I think I think regardless of who's in president, yeah, yeah, who's, who is, they are always striving for better things for everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. So, so like it doesn't matter who was president, like for them, you know. I think it just because I see people who. You know, pop probably are on the left who are still complaining about our the current president. You know what I mean? So it's like you 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 can't make everybody happy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's it's one of those things where that's why that's why I, le- I choose to leave politics out of the podcast yeah. because it's one of those things where you know unless you have a shitload of money and you're a lobbyist, you can't fix anything. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And it's like my voice gets lost and all that. You know? What yeah. I mean? So, anyways, without with with um, you know moving on with that, but I mean. You know, I think this was a great introduction to everybody. Like, um, it's still heavy, man. And not only that, if you listen to this album, like on good speakers, yeah, the yeah. fucking drums, dude, are fucking like they're thunderous, dude. It sounds so fucking good, man. Yeah, dude. Like the whole thing, they all worked so well together as a band. And yeah, that album was just bam. You know. Here it is, and this is everything. There's that song they have on there, Freedom. Oh, yeah. Dude, that song. screaming, Freedom. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, that. I was like, holy shit. This is yeah. so good. Yeah. It's like, Freedom. We're trying yeah, to... right. Oh, yeah. That's... I remember that shit. Yeah. Let's yeah. See, Rage Against the Machine. Now, the thing I heard, f- first I heard is Evil Empire in 96. And then I quickly just bought because there was only two CDs at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought I bought the self-titled one, and it's it's definitely an essential an essential album, dude. I mean, I think, yeah. Uh, when you're looking at um, um, especially there's people who are kind of like like rap and like rock. This is a perfect marriage because I think Zach's attack, his vocal attack, is incredible. Yeah. His rhyming, his schemes, his his delivery. His cadence, like the way he just sings it, it's just, it's, I've not heard people, you know, anyone quite sing like that or rap like that. Even if you have the, some of the best rappers out there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, this guy's, you know, Zach's very special. But yeah, for sure, Killing in the Name of, Bomb Track, Take the Power Back, that's one of the yeah. really cool ones. Settle for Nothing, Bullet in Your Fucking Head, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Know Your Enemy, Wake Up, Fistful of Steel, and then... Township Rebellion always sounds weird. It sounds like a Township Rebe- Rebellion reminds me of like a cow, like 
the way they play the bass or the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirror, mirror, mirror. It sounds weird. And then Freedom at the very end. Yeah, and but the good thing is like, you know, um Tom Arlo's guitars, dude, like he brought in a really different sound. Yeah. That, you know, that I hadn't heard anything like that. Even yeah. even when they were doing Evil Empire. Uh-huh. It was different. Um and his weird what is it? Is it the wah thing? Yeah, like, something like that. He mixes it up, dude. And he's he's a really he's one of those guitarists that stands out from everyone else because he has a completely different sound that I don't think anyone has touched. Absolutely. Like to this Absolutely. day I don't think I'm sure someone could go out there and be like I could I could play Tom Morello's stuff, I'm sure, because there's a ton of guitarists yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. But as far as like any other band, like he's gone out there, he made this sound. Right. And he's basically like this is you hear that and it's Tom Morello. Yeah. You know what's what's crazy is like uh, Apparently he used to be a fucking stripper. <laughs> what? Yeah. So Back, I guess, in the 80s at one point. Yeah. He was just fucking shaking his ass, dude. Just trying to live, man. Just yeah. trying to scrape by and make, just get better gear, maybe. Who knows, man. But uh, there was a point where he said, yeah, he was, I think, stripping. Uh, so that's that's a fun fact for the day, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't go Googling that. He's... He's raging against the machine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Watch out now. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Definitely a great album for sure. Yeah. yeah. 1010 for sure. Yep. All right. So what I got next is uh, a little bit different. Uh, I got Neurosis. Nice. A Sun That Never Sets from right. 2001. Uh, Crazy cover art too, man. Dude, it's like the color is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I'm having a hard time like describing this, man. Like, Neurosis is one of those bands that started off like hardcore punk. They started off. They had that album, uh, Pain of Mind, mm. was this hardcore punk band. And then they came out like Souls at Zero. What, when did they start? Like in the early 90s or late 80s? L- late 80s. Late 80s. Yeah, okay. they said like, I think 88, 89 okay. is when uh, Neurosis started. Yeah. And uh, like slowly they just, that album Souls at Zero, there was like a transition there. And then they just found this sound. Yeah. And they just like, went with that sound. They're one of those bands that was just like a complete 180. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. And they hit this sound and they just made it mm. their sound. Uh I specifically chose this album. Uh they have a they have a pairing with the DVD. And oh, that's right. yeah, and you listen to the songs and like they put a bunch of visuals on the screen for you. Yeah. Dude, it's so crazy like you could you could sit and chill. You get like different vibes from it. You get chill vibes. You get like brooding, creepy vibes from it. Yeah. The way uh, Scott Kelly and Steve Von Till, yeah. like Scott Steve Von Till has that more. Um, how do you say it? More like deeper. Typo. Type like vocals, mm-hmm. 
and then Scott Kelly has the more like aggressive, like yelling at you type vocals, yeah. dude. This whole album, if you listen to be- beginning to end, you're gonna it's gonna send you into like another dimension, dude. Okay. Cause it t- it's like a big roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. It starts like erode. It starts out with the road, which is like a minute song, and it's just like sounds and. And then it goes from there. It goes like falling unknown from the hill, dude. Nice. Listen to this album, dude. The people who, who uh, maybe do recreational drugs enjoy this. Yes. It would be uh, it helps it out maybe now. Yeah. Or enhances the experience. Yeah, it'll definitely enhance your experience on that. Like if people who do like psychedelics or right. they get you know they hit the the marijuanas every now and then they hit that it'll definitely make them trip right because as it is like i don't do any recreational drugs like that and i get that feeling i could just imagine yeah, being in a different I mindset say. i wonder how that works <laughs> yeah so Damn. neurosis a sun that never sets for yeah. sure perfect 10 in my book on a, on a side note i wanted to add that it kind of reminds me of some sort of um camo that you would get in like metal gear solid three or some shit like that oh the the cover yeah yeah hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> the colors you know what i mean yeah the way it looks, yeah. it's like yeah yuck or like you know you just like um, you know you unlock the new skin or some shit like ugh, it's yeah. rotten rotten yeah yeah but definitely uh it may it's not for everyone this album's not for everyone uh some people might think it's uh slow mm. a little bit you know i've i've started to appreciate more the idea of this whole post-metal and post-rock thing because I've kind of got myself into it with like Russian circles or explosions in the sky and shit like that, right? Yeah. But with example, for example, like with you and Pascual, uh, you guys show me shit that I never even heard, bands that I didn't even know existed. And it's like, it's clear to me that there's this whole genre that I need to explore and it's like, it's going to take me a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when it, when I get into that kind of like, okay, I'm ready. Let's, let's jump into it. And so that's when, you know, right now I'm kind of like open, you know, you, you start listening to, uh, man, he had just, uh, what was that? He showed the video. Uh, Godspeed you Black Emperor. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He shared that video, uh, you know. And it's crazy, like, the, the whole idea of, like, like, a lot of these bands, I always say, like, because they take their time and because of the way the music is played because of that style, like, I always tell you, I'm not, I'm not going to drive to this kind of music, man, because it's like, it seems dangerous to me, man. Yeah. And I, like, I, I start, you know, daydreaming. Um, I think there was a, a Japanese band called Yi or Ye. Okay. Y-E. Okay. With like an accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I don't know where I got to where I was getting to. I got <laughs> there, I parked, and I don't know how the fuck I got there, dude. And this was maybe like 10 years ago, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was weird. That That's crazy because I, I saw that they had shared the Godspeed you stuff. Right. And um, I was like, dude, like... I obviously I don't listen to this like during the day, cause there's a time when you listen to this sort of music and uh, you listen to it on a quiet drive, 
Right. Listen to it on a quiet drive. Uh, so I listen, sometimes I listen to this like going like from city to city if I'm going like on a six hour uh, drive. That, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, like you're just staring at the road and it's like all black and you're listening to this and you're just like, it sounds so good. Like you listen to everything. Yeah. You're listening to every little thing that's Shit going that on Shit that you don't there. even pay attention to. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to start off with any band in that sort of style, like there's there's quite a few that you could start off, but I can guarantee you that a lot of those bands that have that go back and they say neurosis mm -hmm. was... Exactly. That's why I was getting to yeah. the whole idea. Yeah. yeah, they say like neurosis, yeah. like this album. To me, it's neurosis, the sun that never sets. I think that album is just perfect. Yeah. And, but obviously, they have a ton of other amazing work. Perfect 10. Yeah. So, my next perfect 10. Carcass Heartwork. Ooh. Goofy fucking album cover. Very goofy. I believe it was even fucking H.R. Geiger inspired, or he made it, or he did it. Did he make it? I think he might have. Mm. Okay, I don't know if you can fact check that. Um, let me let me um, look that up while you talk about this. But for me, um, this was a whole new beast. Um, Carcass was doing the whole you know splatter gore grind, or not even gore grind, but you know the whole idea with the, the body parts and and different things on the on the covers and. You know, they were, they had, they had done, you know, Necrotism and Symphonies of the Sick, Symphonies of Sick, um, uh, Sickness, and they were just doing, you know, they're, they were off of that right now. But what strikes me as crazy is this is 1993, dude, when they released this album. Yeah. That, and, to, and, sorry to interrupt yeah, you there, but yeah. to say that, that is uh, an HR H.R. Geiger did do the artwork. Okay, uh, so it was him. Yeah, yeah, it okay. was him. So, like, his... his. <clears throat> it seems... Almost... Um, in the way they post the clouds and this, like, light... Like, he's a god. Mm -hmm. And he's opening up, like, accept me. And accept me for who I am or, or take me in. You know, the way the, the cover art is. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, weird. And it's, like... It's like with a disguise of like peace or some shit in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's, see that. It's weird. It's like I don't know what I don't know what to what It's the, like like the whole thing behind that album cover. Yeah, I don't know uh -huh. what they were what, what Geiger was going for, but or or Giger. I don't know how they say yeah, it. Yeah, I I've always said HR Geiger. I say Geiger, yeah. Um but I think this album kind of was a precursor to a lot of melodic death. Mm -hmm. Uh and I especially uh, I believe was it Michael Lamott from who would have who would have left this and I think go into uh, Arch Enemy? Mm -hmm. um, let me double check that. It's Michael Lamott, right? I think so. Um, it's not Chris. I think it's Michael because it's the brothers. You know what I mean? They... Yeah, but for sure, I I agree with that album. The hard work. Yeah, I know. Um, it's considered like you know their breakthrough, quote unquote, yeah, type album, right? Um, who produced that? Produced Colin Richardson. Um, 
And so, yeah, so it was Michael Lamont on lead guitars. Yeah. Um, you still have Kid Owen. Uh, Bill Steer played all rhythm guitars. Uh, so Michael Lamont and Bill, Bill Steer. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they changed their sound so fucking much on this album. Yeah. And what's so funny to me is like when they did Swan Song, it was like not too... Heavy Swan Song was all right. It was all right. I, I like that. Keep on was it Keep on Rotting in the Free World? I think it was called or or, or keep yeah. Was it is that what it was called? Um, keep on Rotting in the Free World. I think that's what that one was called. There's a cool song. Yeah, Keep on Rotting in the Free World. That was pretty cool. But you know, I did take a look back at at Swan Song. It's actually not as bad as what everybody says. However, the name would kind of give away to that they like. They disbanded for quite a long time after that, and they didn't make anything till. Yeah, they had like a miraculous comeback. And... I think it was Surgical Steel, no? Yeah, I think they... that's what it was. Yeah, when they came back, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where yeah, but when you look at this album, the obvious song that kind of pleads the case of this whole melodic death metal. When the Swedes were doing, you know, like our, uh, you know, like. Um, in Flames and Dark Tranquility and all those guys yeah. were doing their thing. This Mortal Coil, that song itself, stands up on its own. And, yeah, and, and it does. And what they were doing. You know what I mean? Uh, but you can't go wrong with this. Buried Dreams, Carnal Forge, Heartwork, No Love Lost, Embodiment. Uh, the whole thing is just, to me, a perfect 10. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely feel you on that one. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like... Uh... Like you said, they're doing like the whole uh, gore. Yeah, stuff. the whole gore, the whole gore thing, the whole. I don't, I don't want to say splatter gore, the gore grind type stuff. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying in terms of the content uh, and the context of the music, that they were, the lyrically and everything that they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Cover yeah. art. Uh, that's what I mean by that, you know. Um, but yeah, it was, to me, it's pretty. This is a fucking solid ass album, dude. Yeah, to me, it's like definitely up there with like the top, I guess death metal melodic but, death metal but it's because the thing is like it's fucking ambitious dude yeah it's so fucking ambitious like who would have thought that they would have changed their sound and I think they they tried going back to the whole death metal thing and then now they're going back to their whole fucking melodic thing because if you listen to the, the their latest EP the direction it seems to be going is more musical there's a lot more melodies in it it's very melodic it's like they're going back to that sound yeah and I feel like they should have stuck that route. Yeah, and because they didn't, it was their melodic stuff is not bad. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. It's not bad at all. It's kind of like, for example, kind of like the route that Death. Oh, dude, through. they got a bad rap. Yeah, they were like, because Death is considered like one of the, like, Godfathers. Uh, yeah, of death metal and like American death metal. Right. And a lot of people hated when they went like more melodic style. But I thought that's some of their best stuff, too. Me, too. Not Me to too. discredit their, their death metal stuff, because yeah. I love that. But when they had, like, the whole melodic rock, they yeah. did it well. Yeah. They did it really good. When, uh, I believe it's... For me, I feel like people really started to dislike the, the hardcore fans during Symbolic. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think they were like, all right, with individual thought patterns, they were like, okay, this is okay. And, you know, human, all right... You know, 
this is different. Yeah. And then individual thought patterns hit. They're just like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, that's when really, that's when I think really Chuck, I think, I feel like he really starts to explore. I believe, you know, I'm pretty sure his, his, as a guitar player, his skills just started to, like, exponentially get better you know what yeah I mean? yeah yeah and so sure. when it comes to that he was just like just expanding musically um but when symbolic came yeah i think people are like nah, they're changing too much and then sign of perseverance they're like we're we're off yeah, this yeah. Train. yeah yeah <laughs> i was about to say that and it goes back with the same thing with carcass like they wrote a really great album in artwork and uh it might have appealed to a different crowd that these hardcore death metalers didn't agree with but overall it's a great album overall it's a perfect 10 artwork perfect 10 bro yeah for sure so anyone just go out listen to artwork if they haven't listened to it yeah yeah we haven't alright so what I got here going on here I got entombed he got doomed. He got doomed. He got entombed. He got entombed. <laughs> <laughs> left hand pass. Uh, left hand pass here, man, because you always got to take the left hand pass. Well, that's a given. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. Entombed left hand pass? Absolutely. When left hand pass came out, obviously... I wasn't there when it first came out. Yeah. But um, when I listened to this album, I was just like, like mind blown as to the cover art. First of all, no mames, it's badass. Yeah. Yeah, your whole forest and uh, it's like this bridge and that tomb. That's there. yeah, and then uh, whatever's coming out of it, what's coming out of that? Fucking ooze, man. Secret of gold, the ooze, like gold man. ooze, man. Yeah, coming out of like that, <sighs> that tombstone grave type thing. Yeah, it's like golden ooze. It's ichor, ogre blood. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're like in this. You're on this left hand path. <laughs> yeah, and basically, you hear this, and it's just like, damn, this is a this is a different sound. Mm-hmm. They had that really like. A lot of people describe it as like chainsaw. Yeah, the chainsaw. The chainsaw guitar style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard it, I was like, holy shit. Like, this sounds super amazing. Yeah. So whenever I throw on like Entombed, and I can see why a lot of people are see Entombed as one of those bands, like influential bands right. for them, for the sound that they provided. Yeah. I think your buddy, well, Marco, man. Yeah. He has one of those pedals. That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it the HM1 or HM2? Yeah, it's one of those two. Uh, the Boss? I yeah, I'm not boss. I'm not big on guitar. I, like, I don't know anything about guitars, but yeah. I think it is one of those two. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was one of those, man. Like, yeah. I'll look it up. Look it up. It's like, look it up on the Googs. But just starting off, dude, just with the song alone, like, it hits you, like, with their full force, left-hand pass. Well, yeah. Yeah. Left hand pass. The song left hand pass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just hits you like full force with what yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all about, and then it just goes from there. Just yeah. keeps going. It just keeps going. Like they don't, yeah. they don't let their 
foot off the gas. Yeah, that. I guess that's yeah, that's, that's accurate. Yeah, I was I was thinking about what the term was right. Right. There. right. <laughs> Let me see. I, I just kind of want to make sure. What are you looking at here? So the whole Swedish death metal and what they would use, and oftentimes, yeah, it was the HM2. Yeah, is it? Yeah, the Boss HM2 pedal, uh, black and orange, black and orange, uh-huh. black and, orange. <laughs> uh, and it's basically, I don't know, maxed out. I think they would max the shit out of it, dude. Yeah, on the. The knobs for all the people that are guitarists listening to this, it'll yeah. be like, No, bro, instead of this, you don't do that to the tone, <laughs> don't do that to the tone. <laughs> like, they're getting all mad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so yeah, bad. but uh, in tune, man, like, I don't know, I feel like some people overlook in tuned, yeah, at times. Well, I think it was the, the I mean, you have to dismember, yeah. You Super have great band. a lot of those different bands that just came out during that time. It was a lot of bands. I think uh, I think Carnage came out. There's a lot of different bands that came out during that time. So yeah. it was it was difficult. I think and it was uh, these guys. I think even though they stood out, I think they might have been for a lot of people, especially now. It's just like for a lot of people now they're not looking at it. I wonder if when. When Bloodbath had done their stuff in the early 2000s, when they were kind of basically wanting to do that stuff again. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, the whole Swedish death metal sound. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there was a revival and, and, and a lot of the careers, or not in the careers, but if those bands were writing more. Because they're like, shit, Bloodbath kind of revived that sound. Yeah, yeah. You for know, sure. I haven't checked. I haven't. I need to see, you know, in the time... The, the timeline, you know what I mean? Like, how those other bands, how were they? Did they disband? Would they get back together? You know, what happened during that time? Yeah, yeah. And you know? when when you think about it, like, all right, it's a revival, but mm-hmm. you go back to, like, where it started, mm-hmm. and those bands, like, Dismembered and Entombed, and yeah. you go to that, and it's like, Left Hand Pass was one of those albums yeah. that really set the bar yeah. for those for that specific sound that they yes, had. Yes. So when uh, Bloodbath came out, and you listen... Dude, I love Bloodbath. Yeah, for sure. I love Bloodbath. So you listen to them, and it's just like... I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how the guitar sound. It definitely has that in-tune sound to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Super fast, super thrashy, and it's just like... Yeah. We keep saying it, and it's just that chainsaw, that chainsaw. But until you listen to it, that's when you'll understand yeah. the chainsaw sound yeah it's 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 uh it's thick it's thick and fuzzy and 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 buzzy and it's just like it has this fucking these this like fucking teeth that to it you know like it, yeah you, you hear it like it's fucking thick dude you know what i'm saying hey <laughs> you know what i'm saying right? it's, uh, it's great yeah it's a, yeah but like, for I sure like, i like your pick there man. yeah but for sure left hand paths um it's a it's a perfect tent for me yeah I agree. Ugh. All right. Let's move on to my next perfect 10, which would be Rainbow Rising. People are like, that's gay. <laughs> but are you going to say that to uh, Ronnie James Dio? You know, are you going to say that to Richie Blackmore, to Jimmy Bain, to Cozy Powell? 
to Tony Carey on keyboards? I don't fucking think so. Are you going to say that to the Munich Philharmonic Orchestra? <laughs> no, you're not. Check out the cover on this, yeah. though, man. So for me, it kind of reminds me of Holy Diver, right? A yeah. Little, a little bit of similarities there. Um, but I just love it. I don't know. It's, it's like... It, what is it? It's like a, a fist coming out of the sky or... For, through clouds coming out of the ocean maybe yeah through mountains and stuff and yeah. it's like grabbing a rainbow yeah like not today yeah not today rainbow no but you know 1976 um for me perfect 10 although there are not that many tracks on this yeah no there's six tracks um if you get the like the the Deluxe versions or the remastered versions—they always add extra shit. You don't need—you don't need all that extra shit. You just need the one with six tracks, the original, and that's it. Because when you get Tarot Woman, yeah, dude. Well, first of all, you have epics like uh, A Light in Black and Stargazer. Dude, Stargazer. I was about to mention that. I was like, dude, Stargazer the is so good. Cozy Powell's on display there, showing you what he's got. And and not only that, I mean. It's arguably one of the first times, um, maybe one of the first times, uh, besides maybe Deep Purple and um, Fireball. But with A Light in Black, A, a, a Light in the Black is probably one of the first times you hear double bass mm-hmm. uh, in the drums. So this is 1976. Not a lot of people were incorporating double bass. And for me, I like when bands do that because it's like fucking pioneering type shit dude like you don't yeah. you don't see bands do that very often so when they were doing it it's very prominent and then it's 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 in other songs too um but i mean first of all i believe this is just running uh running james deal before he even joined rainbow he was doing elf uh i remember i showed you running and the prophets and, oh yeah 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 you, yeah, you did show that and that that's so good stuff dude like the whole Duop or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like 50s sounding and shit like that's that. That's super crazy. That's like yeah. so mind blowing because I had no idea he was doing that. But yeah, I want to show your dad, dude. Dude, hell yeah. I think he would fucking love yeah, that. Yeah, he would. Because he likes Dio, no? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he'd be fucking like, no mommy's word. Like, yeah, he will. He'll be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> so, like, like, whatever, for whatever reason they joined, I don't know the story of how they came to be, you know. Um, Rainbow. Watch the behind the music. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys watch that. But Richie Blackmore and Randy James Dio, they had something going on. They had something special going on with each other in terms of the the writing, the musicianship. You know, you know they had they had just come off Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, uh, and then they do Rising, and then after this, Long Live Rock and Roll, which is probably one of my favorite songs uh, that they've done. That just Dio, you know, Randy James Dio. Um, but I don't know, man, if this is much more of a the peak of his vocal ability, dude. Because when you hear Holy Diver and you hear, um, you know, like that album. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's the peak. This is, I feel like this is, might be the peak of his vocals. Because he sounds incredible on this. <clears throat> you know? That was my attempt at Dio's vocal. <laughs> <laughs> Just that way. Well, close enough. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Dio's vocals in general are, are just like 
great. Like you, you can't, you can't recreate his vocals. No. Um, right now, there's a guy though who's trying to, and I'll show he? you. I'll have to show you. Yeah, he's a, he's like a Mexican dude. Okay. Is he like from Mexico? Or? Yeah, I think so. And I'll have to find it. I have it somewhere on my phone, and um, I believe that's why you got a band going because it sounds very oh shit for similar him. to yeah. I remember I played it. Who did I play it for? It might have been Gonzo, and he was like, "Hey, is that?" I think he was like, "Is that Dio?" Or and I'm like, "No, it's the solo band." <laughs> I have to find it. I forgot the name. Dude. It's like Psych. Psych. Yeah, yeah, no, man, but for sure, uh, Rainbow. I've never, li- I've never. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I like Rainbow, mm-hmm. but I've, I'm the type of person that when it comes down to Rainbow, I listen to uh, specific songs here and there. Mm-hmm. I haven't really listened to an album beginning to end. Right. But I know for sure that Stargazer is fucking amazing. Oh, it's an epic. So. Um, I need to go back and I and I need to actually like listen to it like beginning to end. That it's album. A, it's a solid album. I think um, the thing that sucks is knowing that there are other albums with other cool songs too. Yeah, that sucks. So you know you, you eventually make yourself a nice little playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but, sure. But but with with for me it's like interesting. It was done in Germany. It was recorded in Germany. You know what I mean? Like this whole this whole. And, and again, I always have to tell you that I think the the uh, this whole idea of of Ronnie James Dio is doing this. He's in Rainbow. Yeah. You know they they tour they probably toured with Black Sabbath, and then they fucking poach his ass. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it comes at the opportune time where he's not having it with with. Um, uh, Richie Blackmore, they're not getting along anymore. Or I believe that's the story. Is like they just weren't, uh, they weren't getting, uh, they weren't able to work together anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something was happening, and then they just ends up going to Black Sabbath. That's fucking crazy, dude. And then they're not happy with fucking Ozzy. You know, like the whole idea to me is wild, man. Um, but yeah, this this album actually did really well when it fucking came out. I mean, it hit it hit number one in the UK. And uh, which is weird in 1981. That's weird, but yeah, definitely. What do you call it? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that was Rainbow Rising. Rainbow Rising. Rainbow Rising, man. Go listen to it. Go. You have Spotify. It's on Spotify for sure. It's on Two Apple more. Music. Similar. So it's not like a thing that's not accessible yeah so whoever wants to listen to it can search it YouTubes the YouTubes alright so what I got next here this one's gonna be silver chair <laughs> yeah frog stomp right so this is like one of those like what it's like a rainbow take and then two. gonna take the power back so right now I'm taking silver chair <laughs> this album was released in 1995 but this album is like, I don't know. It's uh, definitely around the grunge era. Yeah, but I think a lot of people who are our age listened to it a lot and liked it. Uh, I, I heard a couple songs here and there. I know a good friend of mine, Ernest, really enjoyed that album. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people who, who are 
somewhat our age, I guess, <laughs> uh, who really enjoyed it. So it's not like it's a crazy ass turn. I think Rainbow was more of a crazier turn, maybe, yeah, than than, than Silver, Silver Chair. Chair, yeah. And I was gonna say know, Frog Stump, but yeah. <laughs> you know the and it's super crazy because when I first heard Silver Chair was in like two thousand one. They had that album Neon Ballroom. Yes. And I first heard that song, Anna's song. Mm-hmm. And that's off this album? No, no. It's off of Neon Ballroom. Okay, okay. But I listened to it and I was I really wasn't vibing to it too much. I was like obviously I was like what, uh twelve mm. or something when I first heard it. When I first heard Silverchair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. And a couple of years passed, and then I listened to Frog Stomp, and I was like, this is actually, like, really fucking good. Right. And it's crazy, because when Frog Stomp was released, they the the members are barely 15 years old. Right. They're yeah, very young. They're a very young band, and I was just like, holy shit. And his voice doesn't even sound like it's coming from a 15-year-old. Right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like, dude, this is some good shit. Yeah. Starts with Israel's son, and then tomorrow hits for sure, and then uh, from there I was just like, "Yo, I was hooked." I was like, "Silverchair," and then they uh, release that one uh, album after that. It's called Freak, I think, mm. or something like that. Or yeah. maybe that's a song that I'm thinking about. It could be a song. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a song, but for sure, Silverchair's Frog Stomp. It's like one of those that you just have to listen to. Yeah. You have to listen to it's definitely grungy and uh if you're into all that grunge stuff like listen to that i didn't i didn't feel like it was grungy was it grungy like did it i think i mean i guess i feel it had it more of its own like smashing pumpkins type yeah sound because smashing pumpkins um, is really difficult to like are like, they grunge yeah the yeah. They're, they're the fucking the 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 tone the guitar tone that yeah uh, um Special Pumpkins was getting was pretty fucking cool, man. It was like almost black metal-y, like, but not lo-fi. Like, that fucking sound that he was getting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is funny because we had talked about that in the past with Death Heaven. Um, The the newest album from Death Heaven, I forgot, uh, something human, corrupt, love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. I forgot forgot the name. I was thinking another album. Yeah, my bad. But anyways... One of the songs, I think it was like Honey. I think it was called Honey. Honeycomb. 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 Like, there's like some Splashing Pumpkins vibes to it. But it was funny because even the dude from... I think it was from... Alcest. Alcest. I think he was even saying on other albums that he gets... Smashing Pumpkins vibes from yeah, Death yeah, Heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, when when you're writing, that, it's that style of riff, that tone that you're getting, you know what I mean? You know, Billy got that shit, and it was like really cool how he was able to get it, and he's able to perfect it and whatnot. But it's weird because now he's doing, he mixed up his sound so much after the 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 Infinite Sadness album. What is it? Is that the one with the Everlasting Gaze on it? No, I think that's afterwards. Okay. I don't know because that was the double album. Remember the. Something Kali and the Infinite the Melancholy and the Infinite yeah. yeah 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 That yeah. one is the double album okay. I think that one came out The Ex Machina Or Machina On Machina What was the name of the album I forgot what it was called Ex Machina is a movie Never mind 
But I think they have an album called Machina. Um, but that's when they started changing their sound a lot, of, like big time, where it was more industrial, maybe more yeah, yeah, electronic. Yeah. Uh, I feel that, yeah. Yeah. Which is all right, I guess, but that's not for me. Uh, anyways, we're going way off topic. But, yeah, yeah. But the whole idea of, of the sound of, of Silverchair, for me, it's not as grungy as. It's not grungy. Doesn't reek of grunge as much. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. Like now that you're putting it, and when you're explaining it to me, like I definitely like see that. You can't really put it to like the core, like Seattle, right, right, grunge era type stuff. Uh, they had like their own sound. I hate to say this, but it's like alternative. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, sound. I mean that's probably a, a much better comparison in terms. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, from that time. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, and at that time, like, coming from, like, 15-year-olds and putting out, like... No less, right? 15-year-olds, dude, playing that shit, man. putting out, like, this top-notch, yeah. like, work and album, and it's just like, yo... Like, honestly, honestly, I'm super surprised that Silverchair is not at the same height as, like, other... 90s bands like yeah. uh, your like the Nirvana Song- yeah Songgarden like they're not they're not put up there in yeah. that same like uh, same level as yeah. them yeah yeah and I'm like why like why not mm-hmm. these guys put out such good work and uh, you don't see them on that same height right and that bugs me sometimes like I yeah. said I was like no Silverchair dude yeah like don't get me wrong I lo- I love like the Soundgardens and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and Nirvana. I like Nirvana too. Mother Love Bone. And Mother Love Bone, you know, stuff like that. Um, Grunt Truck. But Silverchair just like, people see Silverchairs below them. Maybe they just they don't take them seriously, you know? Yeah, but if you listen to it, the like listen to the lyrics he talks about so much personal stuff yeah in his lyrics and i'm just like yo dude you're 15 years old like what, what the <laughs> heck is going on right now you know yeah <laughs> like even in his uh the second album what's the second album called i said freak i think it's called freak show that sounds familiar man uh yeah. freak show yeah, yeah it's, it's called uh the song is called freak the album is called freak show yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, just with that in itself, like the calling them freak, and you know, it's a lot of stuff that people talk about now, like being bullied and shit like that. Right, right. So, dude, he's like, expressing it. With yeah, people. and he's putting it in his albums, and I was just like, yo, dude, dude, come on, suicidal dream. Yeah. On Frog Song, and you're yeah. 15 years old, man. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, dude. Israel's son. There's there's a lot going on behind this album that a lot of people didn't see. Right. But you have to listen to it and then you'll understand yeah. what the heck is going on. Yeah, yeah. But for sure Frog Stomp, I might have gotten a little too much on that Frog Stomp talk, but It's all good, man. It's a perfect ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> so my next perfect ten album. Blind Guardian, Nightfall in Middle Earth. Um, now this one to me is very close to my heart because this is one of the, I think first or second albums that I bought from them. Um, in my opinion, it's their best album that they've ever done. Um, just 
but that's just me. Don't get me wrong, I do fucking love uh, Somewhere Far Beyond. Yeah, yeah. That's probably my next favorite, and then uh, Imaginations, check out, you know. Check out this album. <clears throat> check out this album cover, though. Yeah. He's like, what? What, what is he in? He's like in a throne. Yeah, man. So, check it out. So, this whole idea of of this, this was part, it was, it was I don't know, was it Tolkien? You know? It's, it was actually, so it's a concept album, it was a Tolkien. Yeah. From, based from the, how do you say that, Cimmerillion? Can I see that? The Cim- Cimmerillion. Uh, where, where is that? Where are you seeing that word? Uh, Silmarillion. Huh. So that's one of the books that Tolkien wrote. Yeah. And basically it's, it's, it's recounting the war of the jewels. Uh, now I've never got too hardcore far into Tolkien's books and, and any of the books or Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, Mm -hmm. things like that, two towers. But this was part of that book. The cover art represents Luthien dancing with Morgoth. So that's Luthien des- dancing in front of the uh, Morgoth. Okay. So that's so there's actual. Uh, there's actual context. There's an actual context of what's going yeah. on with with this album. For me, um, this was 1998 when it originally came out. Uh, I want to point out really quick before I go further with the songs that I enjoy. That Fleming Remusen actually helped mix this album. <laughs> which was pretty cool because you know you don't hear, I feel like I don't hear Fleming Remusen so much uh, you know other than the, the Metallica albums that he had done you know yeah but anyways <clears throat> Nightfall Middle Earth if you're enjoying if you're a RPG nerd uh, Dungeons and Dragons Lord of the Rings Tolkien um, anything to do with that if you're a fan of all that music, if you're a fan of all those RPGs and, and, and things like that. Like Skyrim and, and stuff. If, and, and even Skyrim, if you're a fan of all that shit. This is a fucking outstanding album when they're, you know, they have like a, they have like a fucking symphony, you know, in terms of, you know, they have a little bit of everything. So it's folk, symphonic, it's power metal, it's everything. Um, but what's great is just, it's just fucking, I guess the vocals, you know. Hanzi's just fucking all over the place. Uh, I gotta give credit to a lot of the fucking the to Andre and Marcus and the guitars. You know, those guys did outstanding on this album. When you're looking at here, let me see the track listing. Now every other song pretty much is kind of like there's like an intro to everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you have to like you have to enjoy the story and enjoy what's happening and and just. Leave it. I think this would be a good driving album, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trip. But Into the Storm, Nightfall has probably one of the best choruses, catchiest choruses you'll ever hear. Um, and I love one of the songs and uh, one of the lyrics where he's like, never turn your back on uh, on friends and stuff like that, you know. But yes, it's such a fucking great album. The Let's see, what else? The Curse of Fionor, Blood Tears, Mirror, mirror. That's another fucking. <laughs> that's another fucking sing along. Like that's another thing is that a lot of these power metal bands did. Is they had fucking sing along. 
choruses so everybody so you get audience participation like a motherfucker dude. yeah yeah like people are they have no choice dude what do you say when it's so good and catchy like that they're gonna sing along dude i think my favorite though my favorite 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 fucking song is time stands still at the iron hill god damn man that's such a fucking great one dude um, I, that sounds like time stands still at the iron hill yeah it's an epic song dude yeah and me and my, my buddy mike we used to fucking listen to that shit all the fucking time mm-hmm. and he's like dude Sing the chorus. Sing the sort. Sing the chorus. I'm like, all right, dude. I'm gonna try it because it's like really fast, like it's really fast paced and shit like that. So I would like fuck it up a lot, but I would get it right every once in a while, man. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, I think in terms of the concept album, in terms of the epicness of the entirety of the album and what they were trying to do, because I think up until this point they hadn't done anything quite as grand as this. Yeah, uh, Blind Guardian, right? And I feel like they were, like, very fucking ambitious. You know, I wonder from 95, which is Imaginations from the other side, to this 98, I wonder when they started writing, when the process started. Because it was a very ambitious effort in terms of lyrically, subject, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the cover art. So I think this is one of those albums where... Oh, we got another train coming. Got another train. You got a train coming. (laughs) (laughs) Chingos. Yeah, no, like, it's crazy when, uh, like, when when you're talking about it like that. Mm -hmm. I, the first thing that popped into my head is, like, people listen to audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. People, like, will listen to audiobooks. Right. And uh, this is kind of like an audiobook. Right, right, right. Because they're, they're telling you the story, but with their music. Yeah. And they have, like, the little uh, interludes. Yeah. With little 30-minute songs in between. 30-second. Oh, 30, uh, yeah, 30-second songs. Yeah, I was yeah, like, imagine 30-minute yeah. songs in yeah, between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 30-second songs. <laughs> you know, and then you have your, your like, 30-second in between yeah. before it gets to, like, the next song. Yeah, sometimes they, like... Little, uh, like little to get you to get you into the next thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, like let's say it's like an audiobook. Like they tell you, oh, Frodo was walking in the forest, and then <laughs> this happened. Yeah, and then now here's a small intermission yeah, type yeah, thing, yeah. and you're just like, you know, but yeah, with yeah. this, it's like they hit you like songs, and they're telling you the story and the lyrics. Yeah, and then they hit you with those little. Intermission, yeah, yeah, things that are in between, yeah, yeah, and then they come back to it, yeah, and then they continue it. But they come back hard, man. The songs are, the songs are fucking outstanding on this album. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 fun, they're sing songy. You you hang out, you you know, I would imagine people are getting drunk, you know, somewhere all together in a group. They sing together, you know. It's a it's it's a great album. What what if that's what they were getting at? You know, they're telling you the story, and then when they hit that certain song, like you're drunk singing together. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure all those bands had that in mind. Hell yeah! You know, Halloween and 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 Metal War and all those bands, they all had that shit. Yeah, damn Halloween, man. Yeah. So that's my perfect ten. Yeah, hell yeah, dude! It's a great fucking album. Mm -hmm. I needed I I need to listen to it. But really you got a, beginning but you got a 10. Couple songs. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like beginning 10. Yeah, I want yeah. I want that audiobook in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to take it a different route right here. A little bit uh 
more recent from 2013 is a power trip manifest decimation nice so um power trip manifest decimation man r.i.p riley gale drink one for you for sure man for sure um damn i don't i don't even know where to start with power trip power trip is a thrash uh crossover thrash band man Mm -hmm. um from dallas from dallas texas uh, when th- this is like their first full length album, because everything before that was just like EPs, like right. Armageddon Blues is only like five songs, I think. But this is like their first official um, full length album. As soon as it starts off, dude, like it's just like it's just the drums. Yeah, the song's called Manifest Decimation, and it's just like just preparing you, like you're getting ready for war, dude. Yeah, like you're just getting ready. It's just like boom. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. And you're just like it's just a one big buildup, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as it hits, it's just like you know, all hell breaks pit. loose. You know, you know, pit. you're pit. in the pit, like get in the pit and try to yeah. love someone yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> trying to love them. You know, uh, and then all the way through, man, all the way through this album, Murderers Row, Crossbreaker, mm. Crossbreaker is like one of their like more. Uh, slower songs but it's like it's not I just, how do we say it like uh, like a slow upbeat metal song oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's not like a slow song but right. it's just like it still gets you like super pumped yeah yeah it's like mid mid paced yeah like it's a mid paced song it's not yeah. like fast the fast songs that you're looking at yeah, yeah. this is just like uh, it's so it'll still pump you up like yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah. hard, and then yeah. Riley Gill's vocals. The way this is recorded is like the way he does it. Um, they have like an echo, like it's, reverb. Yeah, like a yeah, like he's just he's like yelling at you in like an empty mm. room yeah, type like of thing. Hall, like an empty hall. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it sounds like. Yeah, 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 that's how it sounds like. Just like that, and you're just like, yo, dude, like this sounds like super good like the way they it got recorded and stuff like that <laughs> that's cool so for anyone that's like into thrash and like hardcore and stuff like that i agree i agree this is a this is a good album for that yeah this is a good album especially for like people that uh like that are straight up like metalheads and they listen to all the thrash like dris and yeah. municipal waste or creator mm-hmm. Stuff like that, and they want to, uh, they want like a transition mm-hmm. into like the hardcore music. Power Trip would be one of those bands. Uh, obviously, there's other bands. I think it also goes vice versa too. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Like, if some, obviously, like if there's some kid that hardcore dudes, hardcore kid that listens to, um, like hardcore bands, they could transition into like the thrash end of it. And see where power where power trips influences were regarding the the fast thrash stuff is, right. you know, yeah, yeah, right. and then they can also see on the other aspect see where their hardcore roots lie. Yeah, so it could be like bands like Marauder, Biohazard. I'll go way more back like Warzone and Hatebreed. Hatebreed is like one of the top bands like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, they're the they're the in between when it comes down to that. So manifest decimation, 
uh, for anyone that hasn't heard of Power Trip, uh, I think this is a perfect album to go with. I think also it's a very clever title, too. Yeah. It's a fucking pretty, pretty witty, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Then it's from Texas, too. What are they? What's mm-hmm. So that's your perfect 10. Hell yeah. My perfect 10. I gotta go PP. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Back from the PP break. All right. So my next pick Nevermore. Dead Heart in a Dead World. Released in 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> You remember uh, that? <laughs> uh, I mean, there may be some people who don't remember that. Conan yeah. O'Brien. Yeah, right. <laughs> After yeah, for fucking sure. Jay Leno and shit. All right, so. Dead Hard in a Dead World. I feel like there's a lot of different albums that came out that I have a lot of pride in when I listen to them or uh, knowing where they were recorded, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, this one was written or recorded, I'm sorry. In Village Productions, which later on went on to become Sonic Ranch, which is in Torneo, which is not even what twenty five thirty minutes out of here. It's about, yeah, it's about thirty minutes from us. So it's a it's a it's like a little suburb out of El Paso, but it's it's uh, one of these things where we had Spiral Architect record, Cannibal Corpse recorded here, Nevermore recorded a lot of their shit here. Yeah. So, with that being said, you know, a lot of the people from El Paso probably run into the, the people here. Probably run into Corpse Grinder at one point, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but that's pretty cool knowing that this was recorded pretty much in El Paso. Not not the same thing, but it's El Paso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's El Paso. Now, if you all know, uh, World Dane passed away a few years ago. Uh, from a heart attack, it was, I think he was like in Brazil when it happened. Yeah. So that sucks. We lost an incredible vocalist. His solo work is just as badass, you know. Um, we have Jeff Loomis on guitars, Jim Shepard bass, Van Williams on drums. Done by production, none, none other than Andy Sneap. The motherfucker's a fucking genius. Uh, his very punchy uh, production, like, so when you hear it on some badass speakers or whatever you just hear it it sounds it just sounds slammy like really fucking punchy and yeah yeah you know it sounds good man um but yeah this album man it's one of the one of the one of the very first songs that i had ever heard was actually the river dragon has come it was one of the very first songs that i had ever heard um if you start listening to a lot of the different songs i had mentioned to you in the past that there's some parts, especially I think we disintegrate, that sounds like Judas Priest, and even Warhol sounds like, like like Rob Halford on that one. Yeah. Uh, some parts, so it's pretty cool, man. Uh, this is kind of like I think a very classy album. They ultimately ended up winning on tons and, and tons of magazines and different places around the world album of the year mm-hmm. with this album. So ultimately, you know. I'm not the only one saying this is a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, You know what I'm sure. saying? So when you hear, I mean, come on. When you start out with narcosynthesis, it just already kicks your ass. Yeah. Just yeah. already, right off the bat. Boom. You know, I think their cover of, of uh, The Son of Silence was, it was all right. You know, 
I haven't heard. I didn't hear that song. No. Yeah. I didn't hear it. Yeah, there are more along. They, I think, I feel like they wanted to keep more accuracy to it. It's still their version. It's still them. Yeah. But when you hear Disturbed's version, they changed it completely, right? Disturbed doesn't even sound the same. Uh, this one sounds more, a little bit more or less like the original, but it's still Nevermore. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. their brand on it, right? But it sounds a little different. Um, it was all right. It was all right. But it's not their song, so I don't. So, I don't I'm not taking anything. Yeah, away yeah, from we them. can't take that away from. Yeah, them it's on not that. their song. It's not their music. Um, when you look at Evolution One Six Nine, No Mames, that's another fucking great song. Uh, the Heart Collector, probably my favorite song on the album. The Heart Collector, uh, Engines of Hate, though, man, it's so fucking good too. Um, I don't know what it's, it's pretty crazy, like. I feel like this is when I say it's like classy, very like sophisticated metal. Like it really is, dude. Like when you hear it and like the, the, their, the way they play, it's a, it's progressive, but it's not, but it is, but it's thrash. And then you have all these different elements. Yeah. You know, you have a ton of fucking elements coming in the way they play their style of music. Uh, Dead Heart and a Dead World, the title track, fucking awesome too. How it just starts off all kind of like, uh, it starts off very old, like, lo-fi, kind of talky, and then all of a sudden, boom, it gets right into it. Uh, that's a fucking great song. I, I feel like because of the way they did everything, the track listing, the way they placed them, the, the placement of each one, very sneaky because of the way they did Believe in Nothing, for example, is another kind of, like, ballad, I would say. Yeah. And The Heart Collector also. And so the way they placed all these songs was very clever, I think. And it has a lot to do with, I think, a winning formula in terms of a great a 10 out of 10 album. You know, I think I think it has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, yeah. There's a song placement is always yeah. key when it comes down to uh, great albums. Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about earlier with Cowboys from Hell. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's a great, that's another premise. Yeah, it's like the... They, uh, a lot of people focused on the first half of the album, mm -hmm. uh, but not so much on the second half of it. But mm -hmm. obviously, like us, we listen to that, right? And that's why we think it's a perfect 10 because we listen to the other half. But right. to the to the normie fan, they only listen to like the first half, probably up until like domination, right? Yeah, so with an album like this, like you just said, like. It was really well made, and the song placement is like, yo. So if you have like, if you start off with a good song, maybe you have like a one-off song. Yeah. In the middle, I'm not saying that there's a one-off song here. Right, right, right. But it's like if you, there's that one-off song, and then right after it's like another banger, and it's like, dude, you're like hooked. Yes. You're hooked on the album because you could listen to it, and that's what makes it the perfect ten. Yeah, I think it's it's the way the the way it's played, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it makes sense for me when I was listening to it because I because I was listening to it the other day too, and I was like, God damn, this is so good. And if you bounce around, it doesn't work. If you just let it run through, it works. Yeah, you know. So that's I think kind of testimony to what I was saying to what we're saying. Uh, but yeah, Nevermore, Dead Heart in a Dead World. Um, Check it out. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of people around the world gave it the best album of the year in the year 2000. In the year 2000. 
God damn. All right. We're only drinking beer, guys, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is where I'm going to go here with this. Uh, this band may not appeal to everyone. Oh, boy. What happened? Um, only because they're a hardcore band. And they're okay. not They're not like a... They're not your... Uh, like, if you listen to hardcore and you listen to, like, old school hardcore and stuff like that, this is, like, one of the more recent hardcore mm-hmm. bands that started off in, like, 2000, which is <laughs> still, you know... The years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bad to say, like, 2000. But it's this band called Half Heart. And uh, they have more... The song, The album's called uh, Songs to Scream at the Sun. Songs to Scream at the Sun? Songs to Scream at the Sun. And this came out in 2008. Um, this band is more like the hardcore punk style. Okay. But, so it may not appeal to everyone when it comes down to like musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what it comes down to is what it is lyrically. Mm-hmm. So, what they have to say. yeah. So if you're not, if you're the hardcore person that we're, you're just like, um, about guitars and sick drums and you know sick bass lines and solos and stuff like that this album may not be for mm-hmm. that person uh this one's really just straightforward no complex riffs it's just in your face um hardcore punk so stuff for like maybe you don't really want to think too much you just want to put something and just put just want to blast these dudes and just have a good time. Yeah, but it's not even it's not even about like not wanting to think too much because if you listen to what they have to say in the lyrics, oh, okay. it all has a ton of meaning to it. This band is really big on uh on um <clears throat> they have songs called like Armed with a Mind, mm-hmm. meaning that uh it's not about like flexing and okay. being a big tough guy. It's all about just being smart and knowing what's going on what's going on in the world and what's going on in life if you're armed with their mind you could get through anything so like arnold and twins like yeah 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 you spoke too soon (laughs) pretty much dude so basically like it's stuff like that they talk about like real life stuff like that's called like paved paradise where it's a song called uh it's called Peace Paradise, but it talks about like uh living on the road mm-hmm. uh constantly like just and it's like Pave Paradise because that's all they see their paradise right. is just like it's constant all... living on the road. There's that uh the last song is called The Same Sun. Uh you know it's about knowing the world that's out there. Knowing that you need to expand your mind and know that there's more to life than just what you're doing. There's more to life than just... The 9 to 5. Yeah. There's more out there and you need to get out there and get all that stuff and experience all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you listen to it... Man. Yeah, it, it relates to a ton of people. Mm-hmm. It relates a ton. There's a, a, a song called... Uh, it's called a hard bark, hard bark on the family tree. That song's about a, uh, you know, hard. Like I feel like the name says it itself, where there's struggles within right. family. Uh, that, that Metallica struggle with it. 
<laughs> it's like yeah. get out of here get with this, this. Song yeah you know but this song to me mm-hmm. i mean not the song the album to me it's from beginning to end they're short two three minute songs okay. so you could get through it fairly quickly half hour 45 yeah minutes. half hour at the most you could get through it so it's an easy listen yeah and um if you pay attention and you actually and it like you'll you can relate a lot to that's, what he has to say that's cool when they have that when they actually have things to say yeah you know, it's not like you say you tough guy you tough guy and it's just actually about you know like you said thinking, having to do with your mind and actually using it you know for once yeah and <laughs> and it comes down with like a lot of hardcore bands i know there's a ton of hardcore bands that that uh relate to it yeah and they say a lot of like everyday life sort of stuff uh, i'm gonna use hatebreed as an example because i know hatebreed uh, is that one band that can touch base with metalheads yeah yeah i know them for sure yeah that can touch base with metalheads and uh they sing about all that stuff and it's like super super heavy and pumped in it's like you want to get mad and angry and stuff like that but right. this band is more like they get, they, like they get me angry to a certain point but i also need to stop and i need to listen as to what what is going on i need to like think about this yeah you know and that's why i love that this album so much songs to scream at the sun by Half heart for sure that's fucking cool because it's kind of like it it almost takes this outside look at maybe if guys let's say for example and the whole machismo thing yeah right instead of wanting to handle with your fists and handle it with words or handle it a different way or handle your emotions a different way even just going about uh, anything in life and trying to really just think about things instead instead of just going fucking throwing fists about everything yeah you know what i mean i think that's pretty cool when it comes to Stuff like that. You don't hear that every day. You don't see that every day. Yeah. So I'll, I'll use an example. Like, uh, you know how, like, you're having a conversation with someone? And let's say you guys are having, a, like, a debate. Uh, I'm, I know it's happened with a ton of people. Okay. And uh, another dude starts getting mad and he starts flexing. And he's yeah. like, well, let's, like, let's, let's throw down, dude. Like, let's throw down. And you're just like... Nah, dude. Like, this is a waste of my time. Right. I'm not to say that the person... Not to say that you're not a fighter, that you can't hold your own. Right. Because I'm sure, like, if... You, not, like, speaking specifically to you, but just in general. Right. Um, I'm sure a ton of people could hold their own in a, in a fight. Mm-hmm. But if you're having, like, a conversation with someone and the other person starts getting, like, really heated and flexed, it's just, it's just like... Yo, dude, like, you're trying to handle this in a physical way, but... You're not really handling the conversation that we're having right now. Right. And I feel like that's where it comes from. It's just like, yo, dude, like right now, I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. And I'm telling you, like, my intellect on these certain sort of things. And you're not processing it the right way. So maybe we should just end this conversation. Yeah. Because you're not not saying that they're not capable, but that's what I'm going to say. Right, right. You're not capable of handling this conversation right now. So we'll get back to that at a certain point when 
yeah. when you are more understanding and you do yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, and and, and 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 hopefully doesn't further agitate the other person. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this band touches base on a lot of stuff, not specifically just on that. They touch base on a lot of more, um, like personal stuff too. Yeah. So that's why I, I would recommend listening to this album. Like I said, it's not for everyone uh, because it's really just a simple, straightforward hardcore punk band. Okay. But listen to it yeah. and see what they have to I say. I think I'm gonna check it out because, like, I mean, thirty minutes did fuck it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Man? Right. What's thirty minutes getting to? Yeah, yeah, we've listened to, we've listened to all the Opets, we've listened yeah. to all the the Catatonias, yeah, and the, the Agalox, yeah. the Devon Towns, <laughs> the Anathemas, the Anathemas. Yeah. You know, we've listened to all that stuff. So if we could listen to all that, and we can uh, listen to what the pain and the struggle that they're going through, yeah. we could listen to a thirty-minute punk band. Yeah, yeah, I'm done in a different way. Yeah. of saying things. You're right. You're right, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's mine. How far songs to scream at the sun? <clears throat> My next perfect ten. This is uh probably the the album probably that inspired this whole idea. Really. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. So Amada Marth, once sent from the Golden Hall. But let me show you something. Let me let me grab it from over here. One of my favorite things that you could read in the liner notes. Um, Any subliminal messages found on this recording is purely incidental. (laughs) (laughs) There's a song, and I believe, I'm not sure if it's in the actual song, Amon Amarth, um, or if it's in... It could be on one set from the Golden Hall. Mm-hmm. But once it starts to end and starts going to a certain place, it actually says, go kill yourself. <laughs> Dang. So I was like, whoa, that's pretty hardcore. But uh, no, yeah, I love this this fucking album. And I mean, you can even see a fucking, a fucking rat beast Hell in yeah. the fucking flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fun fact for some that don't know, this uh, album... Was the first and only album with Martin Lopez, who incidentally was kicked out from Amada Marth and swiftly joined Opeth, which was when they were going their transition from <clears throat> My Arms Your Hearse to what was it? Uh, God damn it. My Arms Your Hearse. After My Arms Your Hearse? Yeah. Before Blackwater Park. Oh, it's, I was literally about to say Blackwater Park. Yeah, before Blackwater Park. Oh, uh, uh, well, what came before that? The Red Album. Damn it, I forgot. I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, The Red Album. Damn, people are going to talk shit about us right now. They're going to be like, man, they talk about Opeth so much. <laughs> they can't even say this We're song. trying not to talk about that. Still them. life. Yeah, yeah, fucking still life, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, this is, I'm with, I'm stuck up on fucking, I'm on a Marth, but. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there was some situation with, I don't think Martin, Martin Lopez played on My Arms Are Hers. Yeah. I don't think he played on it. 
We can double back and look a little bit later to double check because uh, that is a little bit of a tricky or weird situation. Yeah. But looking back at that, uh, this album for me, a lot of the songs that I had heard really were on fucking sampler CDs. Like I had heard Ride for Vengeance and I had heard Without Fear. And then when I heard Victorious March, that was it, man. We, me and Mike had heard a lot of these songs through the Deathmeister albums, the Metalmeister albums that Metal Blade was making during that time. And they're sampler CDs. And it even says it on the back of them. Do not sell for more than $5.98. On the back, it gave a little fucking little description of what it was. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. But when I heard Victorious March... It's an epic seven, eight minutes. Dude, so. of course, Dude. man. I've, yeah. I, I've always said this. Like, with Victorious March, I always think that uh, they're arriving. Yeah. That ship. Yeah. Like, it's like the way the guitars go. Like, it's yeah. just like, uh, I, I can't describe it, but they're arriving on a ship and they just like arrive to this village, little area. I don't know, some Viking stuff. Yeah. And they just like roll up into like an area, and he's like, "Give me some mead." <laughs> and then he just like he drinks some mead in like a big old turkey leg and like yeah, a yeah, big yeah. table and like those like uh, what is it called like where their bars were mm-hmm. taverns, and their taverns type thing. Yeah. And they're sitting there just like laughing and just doing yeah. whatever they want. And then he just grabs whatever female he wants and just. Spanks her in the butt, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then they just like go off and do yeah. their thing, you know, yeah, like yeah. they're pillaging type stuff. Yeah. That's what I picture, yeah, you know, and it's a great picture. Like, you listen to Victorious March, yeah. and you're just like, holy shit, yeah, this is like epic as fuck. It and is then, fucking epic, and they go into battle or yeah, something. The whole, the whole fucking thing is it's yeah, going into battle and just you know, and by the way, it was he did play, Martin Lopez did play on uh. Arms are hers. But um, the whole idea of like, it's just a, it's a, such a fucking great epic, man. Uh, Victorious March. And it, it, it tells you, you know, five warriors go and they're basically going into battle of the battlefield and they're outnumbered. And they don't give a fuck. They're going to go into battle and they're just going to fucking, they're Vikings. They're going to go kick ass, you know? Yeah, but what? But this whole great. The, what's great about this album, and I think the 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 guitarist uh, Olavi Olavi Mikonen Mikonen, he's so fucking great, man. And his guitar, the the riffs that he has, the the way he plays the guitar riffs, I had never heard anything like that at that time, and the way he was playing them, it's like they're it's like weird. Instead of playing power chords. They're like backwards and shit like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's just weird. There's a name for it. You guitars know what I'm talking about. I don't know what it's called. Give me an email. Send me an email. Somebody send me an email. Thatmetalpodcast1 <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> no one ever does. Thanks. Anyways. But <laughs> his writing was so fucking unique. And it almost had this black metal tinge to it in terms of the way they were writing. And Johan's vocals too, man. That motherfucker is a fucking beast. He's always been a beast. He's still a beast. He's still a beast. I mean, he's a behemoth, man. He's badass. I got his horn, by the way. One of Wait, the horns, what? One of the horns that he sells. 
Beer, oh, the beer drinking horn. Dang. That's his. Why are we not drinking beer from yeah, that? Yeah, my girl got it for me, man. From you got to drink beer from yeah, that. Yeah, I should probably, we should probably pull it out, man. Right now. <laughs> just wash it out. We'll, we'll drink something. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what it's meant for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? This album, man, had a lot of of the well in terms of the way the, the guitar sound is, the the melodic stuff that's going on, the the death metal that they're playing, and everything that everything that's going on in the vocals. The sound, it has a certain tone because once you see this, this is pretty much the only album that's black, dude. Yeah, everything uh, else. Uh, well, the other one, like later on, they do they do something black. Uh, was it Ruins to? I forgot what it was called. Um, with Odin on her side, it's black. But everything else is colorful, orange and orange yeah. and black. And versus the world. Versus and, the world. Uh, and when the Crusher was, oh, the Crusher's badass. Fate of Norns is also outstanding too. But when I heard, you know, the Avenger, you know, the, all those albums, man, the Avenger and probably One Cent from the Golden Hall. They share a little bit of similarities in terms of the sound, but... This one had a darker tone, a lot darker, like it's darker tinge to it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have, it didn't sound like anything that they were doing. And I know that they had done an album previous to this, um, which was later released as a bonus album, uh, remastered or some bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like in German. I think they did uh, Victorious March in German. And it was, oh, it's there too. Look, right here. March. March. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, I'm trying. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to say. It. Um, but yeah, man, like this this album, it just means a lot to me. There's there's no other you know? there's no other band that does it like Amano Mars mm-hmm. with that certain style of music, right? I mean, you know, I had, had, had I don't know if you knew. I used to write for this online metal. Um, like, uh, I don't know what you want to call them. They're like, you know, like Metal Maniacs, Metal mm-hmm. Grey Words and Bloody Knuckles. This is another, it's another company. And they're called Metal Temple. Mm-hmm. I used to write for them. I used to actually uh, write reviews for them. And they would send me all kinds of shit. And they're like, all right, you have X amount of days, review this shit, and send it back to us once you're done. And the dude who is like the head editor, the head guy, Who's, uh, his name's also Dave. He's an asshole. I'll say it. He's very much fucking super elitist. And he always made fun of Amano Marth. And he always said Amano Marth was the joke band. They're like an ACDC band. What? And that they suck. And then this and this and that. You know, for the most part, Amano Marth have their own identity. And you recognize them when you hear them. Johan has some very distinct vocals in terms of the way he sounds. Uh, I, I don't see them as a cookie-cutter, run-of-the-mill, ACDC kind of death metal band. Uh, I just can't because of the way they, they they do have a distinct sound. Now, they do have a couple of two, three albums that I don't like that are duds. Yeah. That are probably other, you know... I, I'm not going to say anything about that. Sure, they have albums that are not the greatest, you know, but in terms of this album, no, you can't shit on this. Yeah. Album. You can't shit on that one. Mm-hmm. That one's definitely like, they, 
they 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 came out, they wrote that album, and this was like, this is a monomarch. Yes, and this is who they are, and no one is touching this. Yeah, and I think when this was written, uh, let's see, I think it was. What's his name from Hypocrisy? Peter? I don't know. Peter Tengren? I think he's the one who produced this one. Yeah, Peter Tengren. Yeah. Uh, so he engineered it. Uh, so we have Johan vocals, Olavi lead guitar, Anders rhythm guitar, Ted Lundstrom bass. He's a cool dude. I like that guy. And then Martin Lopez, drums, which, if you may know, he was in Opeth, now he's in Soen. It's S-O-E-N, which I highly recommend listening to their newest their newest album, by the way. Great shit. Good shit. But yeah, it's my 10, man. It's uh, That one's my perfect 10. I feel like it's one of the most... Uh, people don't seem to know that it exists. Albums. From, yeah. from a big band, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like... The uh, abandoned that song abandoned and um, without fear, friends of the sun cross. There's just so many great songs. Like it's a perfect ten man. Yeah, my, yeah. My my nah. probably my most favorite perfect ten of of albums that we're talking about today. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree, man. I yeah. agree with that one for sure. All right, so uh, my next one that I got here for my perfect 10 is Pearl Jam 10. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, how appropriate is that? <laughs> how cool is that? So, I mean, I know I really haven't said it much here, but Pearl Jam is one of my favorite bands. Mm. As much as I love metal and I must, as much as I love death metal and everything else, Pearl Jam is probably like one of my top five bands. Their latest album is very underrated. I think it's fucking sounded badass. It I didn't even sound like them. I think I think it sounds fucking great. I mean, uh, maybe not a lot of people listen to it because it's like, you know, I feel like they've hit that point where it's like, you know, they're releasing albums and it's just like a lot of them get overlooked. Yeah, but this one doesn't even sound like them. Yeah, it dude. didn't even sound like them. I thought it was different. Uh, a little strange. Uh, was it like some... The album cover is like some like ocean cliffs. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, anyways, but yeah, you're right. I mean, 10 is... I think it's a flawless album in terms of in terms of the songs that are on there. Um, the cover is kind of goofy because they're like standing, putting their hands together. <laughs> or like doing like a high five type yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He got 10. <laughs> he got 10. No, yeah. Like, it's... That's... Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, when I heard... I was actually... In, when I was in high school, I bought the tape, and then I bought the CD and shit like that. And fucking great album, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I, For me, I was like, I don't like grunge and all that shit, but that, that album doesn't reek of grunge, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. <laughs> like, I understand. Yeah. They... I don't know... Pearl Jam always said that, uh, I don't know how to say it. It wasn't, 
they were always a band that was a little bit different mm-hmm. than the other grunge bands that they were, were actually i think they were the one of the black sheep yeah i feel like that but when this album obviously like i, I was alive when this album came out but i obviously wasn't at that age where I was just like listening to it, you know, so that didn't come until later. Coincidentally, uh, that song "Alive" was badass. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but they they like you know just everything off of it. They have "Even Flow," "Alive," "Black," "Jeremy," "Porch." Yeah, is a great song. That's it. There's uh, isn't there a black too? Yeah, yeah, black. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. So it, it's uh, come on. How do you not like that song? Yeah, you know. You listen to Black and it's about a uh, a couple that uh, I guess uh, his wife passes away or something like that mm-hmm. and he's just like why not me yeah type thing yeah you know what's 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 crazy though is like Jeremy man before Columbine before all those things you have Jeremy yeah about a kid that shoots himself yeah. like in front of his class yeah. You know, and that and that's what I like. Like the Pearl Jam, like uh, Eddie Vedder always pulled like these stories, or not stories, but he pulled like these certain things, and he just wrote about it, mm-hmm. and you feel it, like you feel it, and the way his vocals are, a lot of people are always just like, you know, I mean, yeah, that's that's Eddie Vedder's vocals, but when he sings it in his songs, like. You feel that shit. Yeah. And I think there was a great example of how different, how different the music can get was, uh, was the Temple of the Dog, right? Yeah. It was another, another project with the Sound Garden pretty much and Pearl Jam. And you had a whole different, a whole different situation going on. But then you get to see also what they're capable of doing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So you can't just say, like, they're just this, right? You know. Yeah, no, they're, they're able to do, like, a, they did. Yeah. And they are doing, like, very different things. But right. at that time, like, it was, who are the bands? Like, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, and Pearl Jam. They're, like, the top. They're the top bitches at that time. Yeah, they're, like, if you think uh, the big four of grunge, those are the big Probably, crunch. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people can say like other bands. You can tell me like Mother Love Bone is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother Love Bone was good, but they never hit that. And obviously, oh, what's that dude's name? I forget his name. The vocalist that passed yeah, away. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, you know, so you could tell me all that. It's just like, you could tell me Stone Temple Pilots too, mm-hmm. but also Stone Temple Pilots, like, you know, they're super awesome around that era. But, you know, you know the, the top four around that time were Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, uh, Alice in Chains, and Nirvana. Yeah. But going back to Pearl Jam 10 is definitely one of those albums where you're just like, you know, you sit down and you listen to it. And I personally don't think that there's a bad song on here. Yeah. On that album. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. But there may be some people on here that are listening, and they'll be like, "Nah, man, not pro jam." <laughs> <laughs> you know, we went, we decided to go open to whatever we felt 
whether it be a rock album, mm-hmm. classic rock, grunge, metal, or not. Um, so we just decided to go that route. And again, with the idea of limiting, why limit ourselves? Let's not. And surely we can, don't call me surely. Next time we can do a fucking part two and we can make it just metal. All metal. And I'll, I'll we could s- certainly fucking do one. Yeah, we you know? most definitely we could do a whole metal thing. Yeah, I'll yeah. say this, like, I said Pro Jam 10, but I'll also say this. I'll listen to Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's Back, beginning to end. <laughs> Whoever wants to talk shit on that, you know, hit me up. I... On Instagram or something. You can get my perfect 10. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, I'll listen to Backstreet Boys, be- Backstreet's Back, beginning to end, and I'll sing it to you too. I'll sing it to your girl too. Underly way. You know? Guap, the guap says he has spoken. Yeah. Let's not get on that level. <laughs> but, alright. Pro Jam 10, perfect 10 in my book. Got it. All right, my next perfect 10. A lot of you may not have heard this album, but you should. Uh, Amorphous, Tales from the Thousand Lakes, which is pretty much based off their epic, the their Finnish epic, the Kavella, the Kavella, Kavellala. I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm sorry. Wait, how would it? Oh. K-A-L... E-V-A-L-A. I can't pronounce Kalevala. it. Kalevala. Kalevala. I think that's how you say it. What do I know? Yeah. yeah. But what's great about this album, I think, for me is, for for one, um, this is the first time you're hearing clean vocals. <laughs> Not so great, but they're clean vocals and they're there. <laughs> but I love it because this album is what I call Ugly Beautiful. This is a very ugly, beautiful album. And the reason I say that is because the production is fucking shit. The production fucking sucks. The vocals are low. Uh, muddled in the production. Yeah. But everything else shines like a diamond. Everything else shines, dude. Everything shines. So besides that, you know what I mean? Um, so when you get, uh, you know, you have a, I don't know if you want to call it keyboards. It sounds like an organ. Uh, I mean, that gives you the, 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 you know, synthesizers, you know, the whole idea of eventually when you, you hear the remaster of it, I mean, they fucking covered the doors. Yeah. You know, um, light my fire, which is a fucking terrible cover. <laughs> it is a terrible cover. And I'm not, and it doesn't sound so much like I'm making much of a case for this album, but it is, it's outstanding. The reason why I think it's outstanding is that they had such a fucking unique way of playing guitar. The the leads, you have almost Middle Eastern fucking style leads going into it. You have Finnish leads going into it. The way they played the guitars, uh, the way the melodies went, the vocals, the so fucking gurgly and burbly, like it's just fucking awesome, dude. They're fucking deep, very distinct. And then you have songs like, you know, Drawn Maid, Black Winter Day, The Castaway, Into Hiding. You know, all these fucking songs and, and all the way up to, you know, Father's Cabin and Magic and Mayhem. Father's Cabin for it being a, it's kind of like an instrumental somewhat. 
Uh, it's such a fucking great song. Yeah. You know? But you can't take away that beautiful, 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 beautiful fucking cover art of... And then you have Thor's Hammer there, which it, I'm not too sure what you would call it in in the Finnish uh, legend or folklore, what they would call it if it's the same thing. If it's uh, Meow Meow, or is it... <laughs> what is it? Mjolnir? <laughs> Fucking... Was it, what was that? Iron Man? What was the first one? Oh, Thor. Right? Oh, from the first Thor it's movie. Thor. Yeah, okay, like, I was like, like Iron have Man. You seen, have you seen Mjolnir? And he's like, Meow Meow. Like, you remember? <laughs> no, she's dude. Got, she's like stacked. Anyways, uh, hey, yeah. She's stacked. How could you forget How it? How could you forget Yeah. Anyways, she's in one division. Uh, anyways. Never mind. Let's, <laughs> Zing! Yeah, let's, let's just go past that. Hey, man, I haven't seen one division yet. I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there, man. Oh, no. Anyways, but with... Ah, damn, with this album, dude. Such a fucking great album. And this is another one that I had that was when I was, I was in my formative years, I would say. Yeah, yeah. You know? D- I've never listened to this album. It's so like never. Weird. Like I've never listened to this album. I just wanted to point out though. Just the fact that I said that it's ugly beautiful, I think that's what gives it the character of it and that's what makes it badass. I don't want you to feel like because of the vocals sound lower, it's not that bad. But you can tell that they sound lower than the rest of the music, right? Yeah. It's not as bad as how I say it. But when you're listening to so many albums, you're gonna tend to realize, oh shit. It's a little uh, muddled in the mix. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you. I mean, I listen to black metal. Yeah. I listen oh, yeah, to yeah, horrible yeah. recordings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, well, this is like way better than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I listen yeah. to horrible recordings. Yeah. So, you know. But uh, I mean, this album had a lot of it, a lot of firsts, you know. It was like the way they were doing everything was what, this is, it came out in 94. So when they were, the when they were doing all that stuff, you know, yeah. it, it was a quite a, quite a time which is crazy too and not maybe five years after that a little bit less they just started changing their sound so much when they had the uh tunella the tunella album let me see let me see the the hold on let me see if i can find it tunella what it's called i believe so yeah that was like 99 i believe yeah, Tuonela was 99, and Universum was 2001. So within five years, they went from this whole sound, and then Elegy, 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 96. Their fucking whole sound changed, right? They added some sort of a random element of, like, you know, electronic element. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tuonela, it was just full-blown there. Clean vocals, um, almost... Uh, rock and roll almost like just it almost sounded like Heratonia in a sense so if you listen to Amb Universum and those two albums you might fucking dig them a lot and I love those Shit. albums too by the way those are fucking outstanding albums too um, but if you want a nice fucking badass fucking death metal vocals it's it's not very fast it's still kind of doom metal so it's I think this is like really fucking satiates a lot of different metal palettes. You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of the way the music is is played. 
Dang, I, I I need to listen to that then. Yeah, just to just to see what you're saying. Yeah, I might have gone a little bit overboard or a little bit over exaggerated and explaining the way it is, but for a lot of people who know, they know. Yeah. Um. So, but that's my perfect time. Yeah. All right. So this next one, uh, I'll cruise by through this one fairly quickly because this. <laughs> okay. I know a ton of people know this. Okay. Uh, table two is a rise. Oh yeah. I know I've talked about this album in the past, in uh, previous episodes, I'm sorry. We talked about their seafood cover. Yeah, seafood oh. album art cover. It's just like, you just go, you get the, the poo-poo platter. The poo-poo platter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me the poo-poo platter. The platter. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. there you go. That's the, the album art right there. Yeah, That's yeah. what the poo-poo platter looks like. <laughs> uh, you know? You know, this is, I feel like, in my opinion, I felt like this was simple is like, top thing a lot of people see like chaos ad stuff like that but i feel like this was where they just hit and their their writing was just like you know absolutely like it couldn't just get any better from there i feel like that was um their their top at what you know at how the best they were gonna sound yeah because i feel like chaos ad was the beginning of the new metal arise was just straight Looking back at how I would judge these albums, definitely Arise have more of a, more of a almost even death metal vibe. Yeah, uh, thrash vibe to it. Yeah, so, yeah, death metal thrash vibe to it yeah. for sure. And I and I and I feel that exactly mm-hmm. like how you're saying. This album was released in what 1991, mm-hmm. 1991, uh, around the same time as a lot of like uh, thrash death bands are coming yeah. out. Um, but this album was just like there. Honestly. And the sound, the way the, what they were doing, Max and the gang were, I think, ahead of their sound. I think they were too. Ahead I think the they time. were too. Uh, for sure, Arise, the song Arise is just like super, mm-hmm. super fucking like in your face. Yeah. Dead Embryonic Cells. Right. That breakdown, Dead Embryonic Cells, mm-hmm. was just like one of the best breakdowns that I've heard. Uh, this album also has a. Uh, does this album have the Orgasmatron on it? It does, right? As a, as a bonus, I believe. Yeah, I think it's a bonus. It's yeah. a bonus. Because I, I looked at it and I'm just like, wait a minute. Does this one not have Orgasmatron? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it does have Orgasmatron, which is a Motorhead cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do it in the whole uh, Sepultura type of way in the vocals. Yeah, but yeah. they live up to the Motorhead thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's actually a good cover. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a really good cover of Orgasmatron. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Simple Tours Arise, just hands down. This one is just, you just toss it it's on. It's your and, top ten. Yeah. You toss it on there and you're just like. It's a good It's a good one. Just yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I think with my next top ten, it's going to be one of those the same that we're going to kind of whiz by. So, Sabotage, Gutter Ballet, it's one of those albums that, it's a rock and roll opera, you know, and John Oliva's vocals, again, are always outstanding. His vocals are just fucking great. They're, they're a little bit weird. It's also, they can be high, but they could also be raspy and grizzled, you know what I mean? Like, the way his vocals, you know, turn out, but... When you listen to Gutter Ballet, 
Actually, let me pull it up really quick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, I've heard you talk about this album so many times. We were, we had a drunk night where we heard a couple songs too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this was in 1989 uh, with Paul O'Neill. Uh, technically, they're they're given you know this progressive metal um, title. I don't I don't know if they're progressive metal, but I could I don't see why not you know. Mm-hmm. But you have John Oliva on vocals, piano, bass, guitar, drums on gutter ballet. Chris Oliva, which is his brother, which was unfortunately well, let the train pass. Unfortunately, Chris Oliva was killed enough by a drunk driver. Dang. Uh, but he plays guitars and acoustic guitar. Uh, you have John Lee, Johnny Lee Middleton bass guitars, and you have Steve Dock uh, playing drums. Um, Chris Caffrey did not play on this album. Um, now, let me get to the why I like it. So I feel like this is not necessarily... Man, I don't think it's necessarily like a concept album. Yeah. But when you have songs like Gutter Ballet, you have songs like When the Crowds Are Gone, that's one of the, one of the ballads. And he's like talking about... That's all he knows how to do is just play. But everyone's gone. And it's like you turn off the lights and what else do you do? I mean, it's like... Like it's fucking sad, you know what I mean? To have to leave and just turn off the lights again. Yeah. Like there's nothing... There's no one to play for. That sucks. Uh, you have songs like The Unholy, you know, uh, Mentally Yours, Summer's Rain. I can't say this last one. It's hard to... Thorazine or Thorazine Shuffle. Um, but if you like stuff, for me, it's not overly heavy. It's traditional heavy metal. Judas Priest type stuff um, with a great story, great vocals, outstanding guitars. I think, I think, um, I think Gutter Ballet, <laughs> Gutter Ballet is definitely up your alley, dude. This is, I was like looking at other things already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gutter Ballet is definitely up your, up your alley, man. Cause I don't know. It's just a classic dude. I mean, it's one of those where you got to let it play, you know? Yeah. And then when you listen to uh, wow, Streets, a rock opera, that was another great, perfect time. So well, that's for another time. <laughs> but Gutter Ballet from Seven Times yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. my Dang. perfect time. I, I really need to take into listening to Sabotage. Um, I'll make you a playlist. Yeah, yeah. Make you a playlist and I'll, I'll listen to it. Yeah. It's uh, one of those bands that uh, I've heard you talk about it a lot, right. and uh, I've never really like taken like a, a strong listen to them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like listening to Queen, and you know, Queen and like making it metal. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's it's good. Dang, yeah, for sure. Maybe that playlist. I'll, I'll listen to that. Yeah. All right. So what I got next? I'm gonna go with the. The post-metal route. Yeah. It says uh, Isis Panopticon. I know Isis has a... Isis the band. <laughs> uh, Panopticon. I know Isis has a lot of... Um, 
other albums that are kind of similar to this one. But I just attached to Panopticon. Like, it's a great album, dude. It is. That uh, Will's Dissolve. Will's Dissolve has that one piece in it. Like, it, it's weird. There has this one piece. There's one little part in the song where it's just like him strumming the gu- the guitar for a little bit. Yeah. And then it's just like at that at that one point you're just like thinking like what the fuck. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on and uh, this is one of those bands like you can sit in your backyard and you can look up at the stars while drinking oh, yeah. a beer or smoking or whatever you want to do and it'll take you out there it'll take you out there and you're just like holy shit like what the fuck and it'll just like get your mind just like flowing like yeah, what mind. is going on like what is going on and uh, you know a bunch of questions arise so I'll read this because uh, I'm looking at this now and, and this is like news to me because it's the first time I see this that <clears throat> I never really like took into like what the hell Panopticon was mm-hmm. but when we started talking about this I was like how come I've never like looked into this and I looked into it, and it's like um, the title is derived from philosopher Jeremy Bentham's mm-hmm. Panopticon Prison Ideal, yeah, and philosopher historian, um, like allegorical operation of the concept, uh, stuff like that. Um, and some of his notes, it says here that they did a. Uh, Technology from writer Howard Rheingold and futurist Alex Steffen Mm -hmm. as a concept album that this album is a focus on the proliferation of surveillance technologies throughout modern society and the government's role in that spread. Right. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And... I don't know why I never looked into that before. Yeah, yeah. Like, I listened to this band so much <laughs> that I didn't so even... Did, yeah. yeah, I just never bothered to look into that. And I'm yeah. just like, it just makes it that much more interesting. Right, right, it does. It makes it that much more interesting. But, you know, other than that, this uh, album for sure, it's uh, got that song, So Did We, Backlit, In Fiction, and Will's Dissolve. The first three songs, the first four songs bangers right off the yeah. bat but you also need to be into this sort of style of music right you need to be into sort of this style of music to uh enjoy it yeah because i feel like sometimes it could get boring to some people yeah but the thing about isis is that they send you out there kind of like cult of luna style band where they send you out into space and then they just bring you back with like their heavy wrists. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're sending you out there, but we're gonna bring you right yeah, back. Yeah, they, they lull you to sleep and bring you back. Yeah, and they're just gonna hit you with it. Mm-hmm. And they're just gonna hit you with it hard. Yeah. Um They I just been one of those bands starting like the early nineties. Aaron Turner is a genius when it comes on to writing stuff. Right now he's uh has his band um uh 
Sumac. Sumac. Yeah. Sumac. Yeah, she's a great band too, by the way. But uh, Panopticon from Isis is, woo. Fuck yeah, and I love the cover. It's just like a, uh, it's a picture, right? It's just. Yeah, what is it like the sea or? Uh, it's like a like, island or like a peninsula or something like that. Yeah, it. It no, it looks like a yeah, like, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And granted, uh, Isis has these albums, Oceanic. Uh, it's also another really great album. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I just really yeah. gravitate towards this one all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna gravitate towards? The pee-pee. The pee-pee. <laughs> the pee-sir. I'll be right back, man. Hell yeah. I- all right. So we're back. That was a good piss. That was a good pee-pee. Pee-pee. Hey, give me your pee-pee. Give me your pee-pee. Bitch. All right. So. We are down to our last two. Um, I believe my last one. I really believe my last one is like the top bitch in terms of like if people are listening and they're going to listen to any of mine, this would be the one that they should listen to. Excuse me. So it's kind of like the best of, like the best one that they should listen to. (laughs) Yeah. So excuse that burp, by the way. I don't know what happened. It just came up. Um, with that being said, my last album would be Diabolic- Diabolical Masquerade Night Work. It came out in 1998 with none other than Blackheim from Catatonia. He does guitars, vocals, bass, keyboards. Ooh. And you have Don Swano Ooh. on drums. Percussions, keyboards, backing vocals. This is a flawless fucking album. If you were to tell me otherwise, I will punch you in the fucking face. This is such a fucking good album in terms of a great symphonic black metal album. But even then, there's like some genty parts before Jant was even a fucking thing. <laughs> and fucking before Meshuga was getting big, you know, they were probably around at that time, but they weren't as big as they are now. Or certainly a few years later. Definitely what I think is different is the way they spelled titles. Writer on the Bones with a Z. Dread Dread Venturous. The Skeleton Keys to the Dead with Zs. Uh, This Gultimate Omen. Man, probably one of my favorite fucking songs. All aboard the Perdition Hearse. (laughs) <laughs> the Perdition Hearse, dude, with a Z, Hearse, with a Z. That's fucking great. The Eerie Obsidian Circus. Man, that's another great song. Uh, at one point, once things kind of get started, that one does start sounding like a fucking circus. It's so, it's like bouncing. Dude, it's so fucking good, man. Haunted by Horror, another great fucking one. That's the last song off the, orish- uh, the original album because if you get Crystalline Fiends, that's just a bunch of whatever. It's a bonus track. It's an instrumental. It's nothing. Uh, but your original is about 38 minutes. So you get seven songs. Um, this one kind of speaks for itself, though. Uh, you're going to get progressive black metal, symphonic black metal. Yeah. Not, not overly symphonic. So you don't fucking think... That you're getting this Demi Cradle of Phil fucking type shit. Yeah. You're getting good fucking um, 
classy, sophisticated, uh, progressive black metal. Black Harm's vocals are outstanding. His his screeches, uh, whatever you want to call them, they're fucking great. Uh, so you're not you're getting fucking something quality, dude. Some quality fucking metal here. And what I love about it is, you know, 30 min, 38 minutes, and you're out, man. Seven tracks, and you're out, dude. You don't got to waste your time too much. You get to the good shit, and you're done, and you're out. Yeah. It's uh, outstanding to me. The cover art is awesome. It's just all fucking bones and shit like that. Yeah, I was like, about to ask about that. The, the, what do you call it? Like, the, the, what's that? Like, the, not the lantern. What is it called? The, like a chandelier? Like, the chandelier. It's, like, all fucking, um. It's like all fucking bones and shit like that, you know? And it's like almost like in a church. And it's like almost like inside of a fucking church. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, for, for this, for them to have been doing this, it's an easy, 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 easy way to see when they got to Death's Design in 2001. From this album, 98 to Death Death's Design, you could see a lot of the work. And a lot of the guitar writing and how it led up to that album, um, because you could, if you're like, you know what, I want to hear something else besides Death's Design. Nightwork is just a nice, concise, little fucking gem for you to listen to. You know, uh, so that's my perfect ten, dude. My of all perfect tens, that's my favorite perfect ten. Dang, I mean the way the way you said like. If that's what I'm gonna to listen to from all the ones that you said, I'm gonna to listen to that one first. This is it, yeah. This is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Well, I mean, damn, it's it's kind of weird. Like these, the these, like this album, like these albums that you're saying right now, some of them that I've never listened to. Like yeah. some of them I've never like bothered to listen to. Right. And I think that's what's great about what we're doing right now is that. Uh, there's some albums that you're mentioning that I'm just like, I've never listened to this album. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's the same for you, but, you know, that, like we explained, like when we first started, when we started this episode, it's like, uh, it's it's really diverse. It's yeah. Really diverse. Because there's, yeah. there's a ton of stuff that I've listened to, but then you mentioned this album, and I'm like, dude, I've never listened to this album. <laughs> I never listened to it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the way you're explaining it, I'm like, dude, I should probably listen to it. Yeah. And you know what's crazy, too, is, like, I heard it basically from uh, another compilation album. Yeah. You know, Right Around the Bones. That's the first song, you know, and that's the first song I heard. And I was like, well, I got to check this shit out. And sure enough, it's a fucking badass album. And it's crazy because it's all it takes for you just to, like, huh, if I like this, I wonder how the album will sound, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I got to put that put that on the playlist, too. <laughs> <laughs> Put that yeah, on a playlist too, no man. Shit, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Yo, we should make like a playlist of like some of these songs that are all on here. You know, we like could that. release them. We could actually put it on the Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we could do it on Spotify and then just share the list yeah, for everybody. Share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody can hear it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah we should do that. Yeah. Put a couple <clears throat> songs from each album and people listen to it and see what's I'm down to this. I'm down to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be our our uh, the album. This this episode will get released, and then we'll release the supplemental playlist to go along with the album when they want uh, to this to this episode when they want to 
yeah, yeah. Check it out what we're talking about. Of course. Good That's shit. A, Good shit. Yeah, definite. I need to listen to that one. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're getting down to my last one right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my last one. This is your last one. Yeah, my last one right here. Uh, a little bit more uh, recent. Uh, you mentioned her name earlier. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Death Heaven. Yeah. Roads to Judah, man. It's a four-song EP. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about 40 minutes. 40 minutes, four songs. So you can already tell right there that each song is ranging about ten. nine to ten minutes yeah, you long. Get, you get your money's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, but all four songs on this on this one are... How do you say it? They're just like bangers, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Heaven has this uh, style where... Uh, this album got released in 2011, by the way. Where... On this album specifically, they did like the whole ambient stuff. Kind of like mm-hmm. Agalog kind of style thing. Yeah. But they really went the black metal route once they hit like the heaviness. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Wolves in the Throne Room yes. type yes. stuff. So they have like the whole, the whole ambient stuff, the whole chill stuff at the beginning. And then once it hits you, like, bam, just hits you like in your face, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your face. And it's just like fast blast beats, really fucking black metal vocals. Just like, yeah, dude. All four album, all four not four albums, all four songs on this. Uh, Unrequited, Violet Tunnel of Trees, um, so Language Games. I think it's the last one, or not the last one on the album, but I'm, I have them mixed up, but not in that specific order. But those are the songs on there. Super fucking amazing songs. Super amazing. You mentioned earlier that um, they have, uh, like, some of the later albums, they have, like, well, what was that sound that you said? Um, from Honeycomb? Like Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, type. Smashing Pumpkins. This has nothing mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. This has nothing like that. Yeah. So this, uh, this specific album is just, like, you have your ambient stuff to it, which has, like, you know, we talked about it before. Uh, Russian circles. Yeah. Uh, Godspeed you. You want to throw a neurosis in there? Whatever you want. Isis. Uh, uh, this will destroy you. Right. Uh, band, and then it just hits you with their punishing black metal shit. Fuck. That's just like in your face, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. This is what we're giving you, and you think we're chill as fuck, but wait till we just hit this point, and we're gonna fuck you <laughs> up. That's what it is. That's awesome, dude. And I've never been so blown away by a band live. That blown away. Just when they play live, they're just like, holy fuck, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. This is fucking great. Yeah. Super fucking great. And I've just been left in awe when I've seen them. God damn, I need to see them live, man. Yeah, dude. Death Heaven, Roads to Judah. That's it. That's the end of my list. Listen to that. Which is your top thing? If you're going to listen to all of them. If, if they're going to listen to anything on your list, which is it? They're going to listen to anything on my list? Yeah, which is like the top one that you recommend they listen ah, to. Ah, shit, man. Anybody, yeah. Frog Stomp. 
Frog Stomp. Frog Stomp. Yeah, I think I think that's a good start to kind of like, let's get that out of the way. Let's get that clear to everybody what, what that is. Yeah, Frog okay. Stomp for sure. Yeah. If you're going to listen to one, listen to Frog Stomp. Okay. Cool. Th- that would be the, the go-to one for me on the list. Because yeah. there's a ton of stuff. Like, there's a ton of stuff that we could, like, recommend. Right. But on this specific one, there's, on this specific list, listen to Frog Stomp. That's, I feel like that's an oddball one. Okay. And uh, just listen to that one. Other than that, all the other albums are super great in their own in their own way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Frog Stomp, for sure. I got you, man. You know, and, and it's cool because, like, we are going to eventually do another Perfect Ten because we actually talked about it. Should we add more bands or should we not? And I was like, yes, but you're like, wait, let's just do this. And I was like, you know what? I had been thinking maybe we could do it as a series anyways. So we'll just continue to make it a series. Every once in a while, every other month or some shit, we'll, we'll do a Perfect Ten, another Perfect Ten, you know? Yeah. And keep an ear out, everybody, because we are going to do uh, what I call it's like an international project where we're going to do, you know, five different, the the five different countries that listen to us the most. We're going to do an episode specifically on them, um, on each one of those, what they're known for, bands that they are known for. Um, keep an ear out because we are going to do that paranormal episode. It's going to be that metal. It's going to be the Full Metal Nerdcast brought to you by That Metal Podcast. So we're going to, we're one and the same, right? It's us, basically. Uh, that's going to be out hopefully in the next couple of weeks or maybe less. And then hopefully George can come by one yeah, of these yeah. episodes, come by and hang out, have a chat, have a talk with yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I want to give a shout out to, to Johnny. Um, actually, let's give his, uh, blessed be man, let's give his uh, top tens. Ten out of tens. We'll put, we'll put his list on this. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know. You tell me. Just name him. Just name him. Johnny's Johnny's list. Okay, Johnny's list, because so. he wrote, because he wrote, he um, when I shared it on Instagram, he was like, "Damn!" He was like, "Yeah, I, I kind of called him out on it yeah, too." You did. I you was did. like, "Just do it, just so what's off the top." <laughs> All right, so this is for Bless Me Man, uh, Johnny. So this is for you. So he also says no particular order. He says Dying Fetus, Purification Through Violence, Zayo. Where blood and fire bring rest. You too. Uh, how do you say that? Achtung baby. Actun. Actun baby. Yeah. Yeah, that. You too. Cradle of filth, dusk, and her embrace. Neurosis, a sun that never sets. Ah, I got two right there. Mm-hmm. Soft kill heresy. If you guys have not listened to soft kill, mm-hmm. and you guys are into dark wave. Yes. Sort of music. Yeah. Perfect band to listen to. Soft Kill? Soft Kill. Devourment Molesting the Decapitated. I, I just got that the other day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cannibal Corpse Butchered at Birth. Classic. Classic Death Metal album. Godspeed You Black Emperor. Slow Riot for a New Zero Canada. 
Godspeed you amazing band if you're into post-rock stuff. Mm-hmm. And the National High Violet, I've never listened to that. No, no, that, yeah. I've never listened to that, so that's actually kind of interesting. Uh, if he puts that off of uh, his top tens, yeah. it's definitely... Good job, Jenny. Yeah. Jenny Five is alive! Yeah, it's like, Jenny Five! <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Those are his. Cool, man. Well, we're out, dude. We're done. Yeah. It's time to get drunk and shitty. Hell yeah. Buy the ticket. Take the ride.